Coming up, we talk about the perils of dating and relationships. We talk about how many alien penises does it take to ruin an otherwise happy marriage. We talk about crazy people. They were a group for Burning Man. Unwanted open mics. We talk about where to get good tacos in L.A. and what streets to take to get there. We'll talk to comedy's Ron Babcock about Mad Men's John Slattery, and Last Comic Standing, and the World Cup. So tune in to find out what's harder to pronounce, Vuvuzela or Hallucination, on the Shaky Town Radio Hour. Uh, the Shaky Town Radio Hour is on the air. I'm Gene George. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. And uh, with us today uh, in, in my palatial mansion, uh, <laughs> which, uh, which is uh, uh, better than, than a lot, but not as good as others, uh, is a comedy's Ron Babcock. Ron. Hi, thanks for having me, guys. You're, you're absolutely welcome. I believe, I believe this is actually palatial. To me, it is. Yeah, that's what we were, that's kind of what I was, what I was saying. We were trying Driveway, to. front yard, backyard. <laughs> Oh, gosh, I am impressed. <laughs> landscaping? Yeah, landscaping. I can't do that. I have three dead plants outside my studio apartment door. <laughs> so it's more like a, a plant mausoleum. It's a warning. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a warning to agriculture. Don't come in here unless your mother's in law tongue, which I can grow only because you only need to water it like once every two weeks. Is that a succulent? Uh, is that is that what it means when the they cactus. don't have... Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, like ice plant or... Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those. It's one of the. It's the green one that sticks straight up. It's like really sharp and uh, like yeah. a mother's in law tongue. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the guy who grew that did not enjoy his family. <laughs> See what what's up with that? I don't, this like what you mean to the general? Yeah, do you like mother in laws? Yeah, my mother in law's awesome. Well, mine's all right. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I mean she does. She's one. I mean, I, I, there's nothing wrong with her. There's no. I'm uh, I'm, I'm I'm single. We're, we're in, in, in dating mode, so I don't really have a mother-in-law. <laughs> At this point, if I met the girl's mother, that would be oh, too much. Yeah, too quick. Yeah. So you're uh, so uh, yeah. So that would be weird if you're meeting the. Yeah. No. Playing the. I guess I, I'm. I'm. I'm uh, I was. Yeah. I don't know. I'm doing doing what guys do. Uh, so I, I, I was the shittiest dater in the world. So really, yeah, yeah. I, I was shitty at it for. I probably had three time. dates in my entire life, and then you, and then one said yes, and you decided to marry her. What was like? It was like it too. I've been married just my second day. Oh but, man! So you're really good at dating, just bad at long term relationships. I, well, I think it's more like uh, I, I only throw darts every now and again, but every time I do, I get a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, no. I, I think I did. I did a lot of hanging out. Air quotes. Oh hanging God, out. I hate um, it. Yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah. Looking yeah. back on it, it's fucking awful. But, um, but like, yeah, three actual like, would you like to go see a movie with me? You, you know, know well, I look back on hanging out, and then I realize like, oh my god, that girl. Like now I know, I'm like that girl totally liked me. Uh, yeah, here's, here's the problem. It's amazing that. And yeah. let me go ahead and disclose this: Ron and I met each other in Phoenix years back, and we would often be at parties, and there was like. You, me, titties, bars. tons of titties. It's like if you have one big group of straight guys and one big group of straight girls, uh-huh. it's like as is required by law in Arizona, I believe. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> one good thing about the state, That's right? <laughs> you, it was hard sometimes to figure out who was supposed to line up with who. Yeah, well, I just was terrified of women and uh. It's funny, but then I got into comedy, and it's weird. As I've gotten better at comedy, I've gotten, I guess, more confident when it comes to... Well, bombing is, like, the worst horrible, most horrible thing you can possibly do. I mean... I don't know. I, I guess part of me... I You know what? 
I, I, I know, I know, and I say that, but now, I don't know, I guess, I did a show, like, two months ago, where I was bombing on stage uh, at an open mic, and I, and I was like, oh, and I realized, I'm like, well, this doesn't bother me. What's oh, no, no, open mics, oh, no, I had, I, I, I don't know if you were around when I had my epiphany, I don't think you were. Can't remember who I was talking to. I usually to. remember when I am around epiphanies because yeah. of the parting heavens and the godlike angel choir music. Who the hell was I talking to about that? Oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. But, but my epiphany with open mics is open mics are there. You're there to say your words, and the people there are not going to care one way or the other. It doesn't. It, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, I was it, doing a show in like yeah. a. It was like my buddy Chuck's show. He's a great comic. He's a good dude. But we had a show, and he would. He, didn't have a car, and so he's like, "Hey, man, I don't have a mic tonight." Like, and I was like, "Oh, awesome!" Because that's just, <laughs> whenever stand-up comedy and right. no mic happens, it's, it's going to be great. Yeah. And then it was in the middle of a restaurant, which is just <laughs> great—not a separate room restaurant, right. no stage. And at that point, you know, why have one? You might as well be announcing those specials. It, it was. Um, there were two. It was like a huge, huge room, and on one side of the room, there's one guy trying to fuck a girl. Nice. Like hit on her, and then on the other side of the room is another guy trying to fuck another girl, and so they're on the exact opposites of the room, and I'm in the center, and so, so many of the comics walked in, and were like, "Nope," and just walked right back <laughs> out, and I was like, "No, I'm gonna stay and do this because I'm a big believer in doing shows that are meant for failure, right. <laughs> because then because I'm like, if I could do this and just and feel that cold heart hate in my like, you know, I could I could just go through this and push then I could be like push through." And it was just, like, it was the worst, but it was, like, everybody was, like, he's, like, just do ten minutes, and everybody did, like, like solid two and a half, so just, like, failing, like, I've never been, you know, the people dropping out of the light, you do, like, 45 minutes. It was, the show ended in, like, ten minutes, and uh, I ended up going, and I'm just, like, I'm a kind of a loud comic, so I was, like, scream-shouting my jokes. Yeah, you could, you could, uh, you or I could hit the back of the Then, yeah, so I could, like, get away with it, and I think I got one or two laughs and mostly just commented on the ridiculous of it all and ended up being like fun question mark like but after that i just remember i was like oh god that was the worst and i remember just being like oh this doesn't and it was the worst and it didn't bother me and i was like oh, i think i just reached a, a moment or something and i was like oh that really didn't i used to be in years ago that would just like i would maul over that for days and yeah it would get to me and i'd be like oh i want to go back to that room and do better, and now it's like, yeah, it's a show. It just passes right through you now. But I think that, but I think that that because that's the, that sort of thing is that I, I think the only thing that's that's on par with that is is asking somebody out and getting rejected. I mean, yeah. that's a more one on one experience. In some ways, I guess it's a different I, danger. I, I don't know what that's like. Really. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't know because we were talking about people. Because you're was, like married now, so you're married now, right? Well, I was more talking about when I used to date. But right, right. here's the thing. Honestly, I had like this really good month or like a series of months. Like <laughs> from about, I was in a very long relationship. Right. It didn't work out. The rebound relationship, as Ron, you remember, mm-hmm. was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, that shit. Yeah, and then. There was, like, this kind of thing where, like, okay, I need to take a break. And I took, like, three months off. And there's this great time between, like, March 2005 and July 2005 (laughs) where I was, like, boom, 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 boom. But it's weird because when you get one that works, all of a sudden other girls are, like, What's happening? Like they can smell yeah. it, and they just yeah. Blood yeah, they just they're just like yeah, you're popular. Hey. Right? You know, and you're like, where the fuck were you two months ago? 
Right. Well, I, I live in, living in Los Angeles now. It's like, why didn't I move here and have that there? Have it here as opposed to like. I wish I could go back to Phoenix with like, I guess the the person I am today, where I'm a much more comfortable, confident, secure person. I wish I could go back to Phoenix because back there it was like it was so easy to meet. But would you like, be satisfied then? Um, sexually, yes. Comedically, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah I mean, but I can. I think one of those is like at least make me happy for six months. <laughs> and then I might start to. Yeah, start to think question about it. Yeah. the artistic integrity. But for a while, my <laughs> yeah. rent was like $400. It was ridiculous. <laughs> my buddy and I, we lived in a, a, a three-bedroom house. Just two of us, three bedrooms. Right. Ryan and I had a washer and dryer, had uh, air, central air, right. uh, vaulted ceilings, mm-hmm. uh, covered parking, street parking, none of this permit crap, a pool, and it was like... I think we paid eight hundred total. <laughs> or not, it was it was like nine hundred. We had an extra bedroom that we just kept our bikes in. <laughs> I think you, you can kind of do that nowadays, like in Lancaster, if you want. Plus, the meth is really cheap. Oh, <laughs> I, I live in Hollywood, and I like being walking distance from like the few things that are walking distance. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you. Though. I mean, I've lived, I've lived in like you know Reno and places like that where they're cheap. Just because it's, you know, Reno, God, is that as horrible as I think it is in my head? Uh, it, it's, it's well, just like Las Vegas like Well, sort of. It's, it's sort of like, yeah, it's, it's like Las Vegas, but they, it's, it's like if Vegas has kind of embraced its place in the world. Yeah. Um, Reno is kind of like in denial. Like it's, it's, it hates, it loathes is it the like, gambling you know, side. But you know how like most people don't know that Vegas is actually this giant city and the strip is just like one very, right. very... Is is it like that in Reno? Where it's no, 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 no. Reno's a small town. Reno's okay. a small town, a relatively small town compared to Vegas. Wow. Yeah, Vegas is Vegas is a because that blew my mind. My buddy who just lived in Vegas and like we spent the whole weekend in Vegas and didn't go to the Strip once, and I think we saw maybe one casino, like one like one of those weird yeah, one, one of the station casinos, yeah. like Boulder Station, or like Frontierland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Jesus Christ, and that's, and that's and that's as big as like the old casinos used to be. Yeah, you know. Uh, well, but we'll see. My family moved to Vegas for the first time in 1979. Uh-huh. So when we were there, there was nothing. There. Yeah, because I mean, it had a population boom that was like. Crazy town, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like there's over a million people there. Wow. Um, it's it's gigantical. Well, it fills the whole valley now. Phoenix and Las Vegas are the same thing, except Phoenix is without gambling. Like just driving through, yeah, yeah. suburban uh, uh, of Vegas. I was like, this is the same thing as Phoenix. Well, it's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just the other side. One fun, just one, one strip yeah. mall and housing complex after another, and they're all the same. Yeah, it's it's to me, it's depressing. It's weird to go back there after having. The first time I went back to Phoenix after having lived here for a while and everything seeming so flat. Um, I mean, there's mountains. Yeah. The, the building, you know. I, I don't, like, now I'm, like, in the phase where I'm, like, I'm always going to live in a city. New York, L.A. for my life. And then yeah. I know in, like, ten years I'm going to be, like, I don't know. Maybe I could go to, like, Cleveland suburb and just, <laughs> just chill out. Buy, buy, like, a brownstone. I'm still store. living in a studio in 10 years and doing comedy. Fucking shoot me in the face. <laughs> oh, my God. I get scared. I was thinking about that. I'm like, what if this doesn't work out? Like, I also, I like, I have no Roth IRA or 401k. Yeah. And I'm like, either I'm going to marry up <laughs> or just just become one of those guys who, like, moves back into his parents' house and just takes care of things around the house. Uh, dude. Ugh. Well, that's a depressing turn. 
Those are the thoughts in my head this week. And, you know, that's the thing about, you know, talking about dating and talking about just being mortified when you get rejected. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't imagine, not only at this age, um, well, actually, I think it would be easier. I think everybody's a little more friendly, more mature. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't... It's because they have either, they, you know... Kind of herpes, they have to be. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can't be a dick when you're herpes. Can't be choosy. <laughs> so, the girl's too nice to you. She's probably got something. So don't touch her. You got to go with the bitchy ones. They're the yeah. clean ones. What is it? Sores on the face? Slow down the face? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, to some extent, I think, well, you know, if my wife were kidnapped by aliens and I never saw her again and I had to go back out on the circuit. Okay, aside from the fact that it would be aliens and how awesome would that be? No, no, that's, that can happen. The, the implications of that. And let's assume I have no... You know, Encumber- encumbrances, any, entanglement. Well, I was gonna say any method for revenge on the aliens. But, oh, I see. You know, right. um, and I just have to accept that that sure. fate and hers. Which you know, you could put something together. Let's say she runs off with an alien, and I don't want to ever see her again. Got it. Okay, that that's more realistic. He has six penises. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> if I was this age and at this maturity level and meeting fellow women at this maturity level, I think that would work, but. Guys, don't you know that you could fucking hook up with 20 year olds? That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say. Here's the secret. They like us. I don't know why. It's a daddy issue, but I'm not going to question it. It frightens me in this age of like Facebook and like you could be on a date and girls recording the whole thing on our phone cam and puts the whole thing up on YouTube. Like there's no privacy. If you say something stupid or do something stupid or make it, it it kind of makes you check you're crazy at the door because you've got to be like you know because a lot of times people get away with being crazy because it's in the moment and it's like well yeah i got crazy whatever but now that we're in this this age where everything's being recorded and captured and can be recorded and captured i think it causes people or at least not because we see stuff like this all the time but i think it's going to make people think twice about what they do in public situations i think you, you never know yeah everything has a thought. camera on it yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to end up on Tosh.0. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but it's so in the moment that we're kind of being inundated with everything. I I, that's, I feel like right now I'm like, just, I feel like everyone has a podcast or they made a sketch or there's there's just all these kind of like, hey, I got to watch Mad Men, but then I got to watch Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all, <laughs> did you see this thing on Netflix Instant? And then this new movie's out. And then it's just, oh, plus a live show that you got to go to. And then like, magazines and books and I'm just like and bands like yeah, and yeah. live I'm like I'm like feel like I'm and it's it's a good problem to have but I just sometimes I feel so inundated and I just want to go to a cabin in the woods for a week I wonder if there's and a like drive there. a stake through my iPhone and just not leave oh. and just like not bring a computer just like I don't know just go with nothing I have to tell you I when uh, my wife and I went on our honeymoon the first few days and I think you and I have talked yeah about it tells this story I know it's coming up <laughs> We went to Schuyler, Virginia. Aww. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a banging story. But we stayed at... Uh, wait, wait, good soldier. Oh, yeah, yeah, here we go. Stayed at a vegan bed breakfast. Ooh, vegan time. <laughs> and they get was... really tired halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> we should have ate bacon. But the it was like, you know, it's a secluded little town. It's like where the Waltons were. Oh. And Skyler, Virginia, on a pig sanctuary. <laughs> Not a pig farm because it's vegan. The pigs get oh. to live and play and stuff. But yeah, I mean, didn't have internet, didn't have anything, just that under the stars, hear the crickets at night. That must have been awesome. 
It was. It made me want to move, and you know, yeah, it made me want to move that part of the I world. Just, I, get, I just want to go there for like a week and then come plug back in. Yeah. I think you gotta you gotta like deplug every or unplug every once in a while. Yeah. Now. And yeah. just get out of everything. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, having a kid helps with that a lot. I don't know how you do that. You can't unplug <clears throat> from a kid, though, can you? Well, but I'm saying if, from the from the regular cares of the world, you know. I mean, it's still a responsibility. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. if you're paying attention. Yeah. But um, uh, it's still <laughs> whatever. <laughs> could make another one. Don't raise himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Nobody helped me when I was growing up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I think that, that helps a lot, you know, if you're – if you don't look at it as a job, I think it's like you get to see somebody discovering all these well, things. Did you, when you had your kid, like, was that something that you guys were wanting to mm-hmm. have? Yeah, and, yeah, she was playing. See, I um, I I don't know. I my sister has four kids, and they're good kids. They're good kids. But like when I, Uncle Ronnie goes to visit, I'm like after like three hours, I'm like I gotta get the fuck out of here. Like yeah. it's just so yeah. I, I, I was just used to being by myself a lot, you know. I, I honestly think that there's, there's, you know, there's stuff that flips in your head when you have a kid. Yeah, then I'm hoping it's totally. There's totally biological a, things. When I was a teenager, I was all I did was camp counseling. I was like, I was a camp counselor for like, I all I did was work with kids, and I loved it. I was right. like, yeah, I love kids. I'm gonna have a big family, and now I'm just like, I don't know if I can do this, man. Like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. Well, I think from a from a comedy standpoint, it's totally killed my stand up. Yeah, I, I can't. I just can't do. I'm talking about this on the podcast. Uh, I'm sure, that I, I just can't do open mics. Well, yeah, but there, you have responsibilities now. Right, right, right. You know, which is why I'm doing stuff like this. Yeah, you, know, you find like, the creative expression that you can kind of fit in with right. your life. I can great. write, you know, in my downtime, and 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 we can do podcasts. But who does that? Wow, wow. Writing is re- boring. Work. It's, <laughs> it's like reading but throwing up words. <laughs> what? I have no idea what I just said. So. I don't know, man. I, but yeah, I think you do have to unplug. I mean, it, it helps. Um, however, you do it. But I, I but in LA, especially because it's such a media savvy town, and there's so many of the you haven't seen this yet. It's like, oh god, fuck it. Well, like, yeah, I've noticed that. I've noticed that. Well, you said everybody has a podcast. I've noticed fifty times more podcasts since we started doing this. Oh my god, everyone has. A I know. It, yeah, I know. it's a lot. It's stupid now, but it's great though. I mean, it's a fun. It's a fun new media. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's almost be like. I just think that I think that there was always that worry years ago that we're going to have a thousand channels and nothing to put on them, and we now you know I think content fills the gap. There's things will There's come. There's always that. stuff that rises to the top. <clears throat> I mean, most of it's crap, absolute garbage. But, but this is something that happened this week that really made me upset. Not upset. It, it's a little disappointing. Party Down being canceled. Oh, now, absolutely. Party Down was a show that you could. Tune in on the Stars Network and watch, but a lot of people watch it online. A lot of people watch it on their their Wii or PlayStation through a Netflix mm-hmm. disc, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a great show, and it had a lot of great people on it. <clears throat> I can say, I can honestly say, I got Stars solely because Party Down was on. I only caught a couple episodes, and I really enjoyed it. But it's just another one of those like I feel like a lot of times with TV series, what I do now is I'm just like, okay, Party Down, that's gonna be a weekend. Like, you know, when I don't want to go out, I just... Yeah, right. yeah, you just plow through ten episodes. Yeah, right. and I'll just be like, yeah, I've just, I'll finish an entire series, which I know is probably not the best way to watch a series. I don't know. I like that. That's how I, yeah. that's how I start watching Do Down. Season two is going to premiere, so I here's my Here's season. my dream girl that I'm going to marry, uh, is I'm going to be like, hey, uh, and she's going to be down for this. I'm going to be like, babe, because we're going to be, have already been dating for a little bit, I'm assuming. 
And uh, have you met her mother yet? No, no, no. But we've had sex, <laughs> uh, and she's good. I'm gonna be like, babe. Um, what do you think about this? I'm going to get a couple of Italian to go menus. I'm gonna get a shit ton of red wine, shit ton of water, one bottle of white. Not usually my thing, but I have one on hand. Just in case. I'm gonna make a huge like pot of like spaghetti. And all we're gonna do from Saturday to Monday will be a three day weekend. We're just gonna put in Sopranos season one, episode one. because uh, I I've seen lots of different Sopranos episodes, but I've never seen all the way through. No, and I've seen lots of different ones, and I'm like, and we're gonna and see how far we can get. We're not gonna move from the couch. We'll have plenty of all the accoutrement you would have a bucket to take a person? Well, I mean we're no, okay. we'll have the bathroom. We're not. We're not going to be totally. like federally mandated, like fifteen minute breaks every two hours. But we'll just like <laughs> lie there and we'll see how many Sopranos we can get through. And whenever we get hungry, we can either like you know have that sauce cooking simmering on the stove gravy, the whole time, gravy. you know, or yeah, a cup of gravy if we get thirsty. <laughs> or and we just order food and just and the type of girl I want to marry is going to be like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And then you know Monday after or Tuesday. We, we, we'd go hiking and then we eat salads for the rest of the week. Right, right, right. Because right. I'm a big guy into, like, being healthy, but also, like, really splurging and enjoying yeah, yourself. Yeah, no, you have to. I, I went to Langer's yesterday. Did you? Oh, my God. Oh, uh, the pastrami sandwich. It's, it's amazing. And I saw the dude from uh, Mad Men. Um, uh, the, Which one? Which character? Uh, the white-haired, tall. Oh, John Slattery. Yeah. John Slattery. Yeah, he yeah. was there. And we went outside. Me and Carl Hess went outside. Basically, he was standing. We went outside to stand next to him, and he looked at us, and he like he knew. He's yeah, like, yeah. "We are the t- we are the target demographic." Yeah, me yeah. and him for watching Mad Men. He looks yeah. at us and like, we're like, "No, we're not going to bother him. We're not going to be those people." <laughs> but it was weirder that we were those people who were just standing next to him. You know, he did run out of Beverly's at UCP the other day. Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. See, that would have been a great opener. Hey, man, great show on the. That I didn't see. <laughs> they right? all, they had John Hammond, all those guys are total like friends with UCB. Yeah, one of the uh, Rich Sun, so, yeah, came, yeah. came out of UCB New York, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, I didn't know he, I, I, I didn't know that was the connection. Yeah. Oh, and a lot of them, yeah, do stuff. Uh, it's cool. Yeah, that's, I can't wait for that show. That's that's one show that I yeah. definitely make time for, and I watch every Sunday or on Monday if I don't get to see it Sunday night. I go on the internet. Yeah, TiVo has like simultaneously enhanced and ruined my. Don't have cable, but I watch everything online. I can find everything online. Yeah, you know? well, my wife and I watch TV like a mind. You know. So Do you have any TV rules for? You? Well, you're how old's your child? She's only thirteen. Right? Yeah. So the, the, the TV rule is she shouldn't be watching TV. So but yeah. she ends up watching a little bit too. Yeah, she does. What are they? What are they, what are they can. What thirteen months? What, what, are you, what are you doing? You walking? You talking about? She's walking and she's starting to babble. Okay. She can say a few words. Like um, Mama, Dad, yeah, she, she TV. Put, she put together exactly TV Mad Men. She says Mad Men. Really? No. <laughs> I was kind of impressed. She might actually say it. John Slattery? <laughs> girl. Uh, uh, Me, what, what I wanted to do was I wanted to walk by um, his table with, uh, I don't know if you know Shannon Hatch. She's a comic, really funny. And I wanted to walk up. She was going to walk up to the table and like stand in front of it. And I was going to walk up and slap her in the ass and go, go get me some coffee. And then we were both going to turn to John Slattery with our thumbs up and smile <laughs> really big and just and hold it and wait for him to do something. Because I'm like he would have to respond. I'm out of here. Ah, demeaning women and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> this is Batman. Come on. 
<laughs> Say something! <laughs> and then he would have a story that he would tell his cast members of like crazy yeah. LA people. Uh, that would be awesome. I would, I would, I approve of that. Yeah, I approve of that. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go back to Langers though. My God, hey, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to eat all the, uh, the like the new, like, you know, the places in LA that people, are like, oh, you never ate there. Yeah, I'm trying to eat at all those places like, this where? summer. Um, Langers, um, like Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Oh, you never eat Roscoe's? No, and I, I ate there. See, I eat at the Roscoe's, delicious. I eat at the Roscoe's at, uh, in Pasadena. Oh, how's that one? Yep, same, same as one. Same thing? Yeah, yeah, same, it's, just, it's a chain. I'm trying to all, like, the different tacos, like, I, yeah. Cheetos Tacos, Cactus, of course, Henry's Tacos, North Hollywood, now Hugo's I gotta try out. Hugo's Tacos, Water Village. Water Village. Like, all these just the little places that people are always, like, really big on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a faux place that I want to try. The one downtown? Um, not the one downtown. Oh, Philippe's. Did Philippe's. Uh, delicious. Yeah, Philippe's is awesome. Kohl's, same thing. Yeah. I, I haven't had, I just had a bite of a, a friend's sandwich at Kohl's, uh, but I haven't had a regular Kohl's sandwich yet, though. Yeah, uh, Philippe's pretty badass. I have to do that. Philippe's is great. We I used to go to like Philippe's Because I work in Pasadena. Uh-huh. You just go right over the hill to downtown. And we, is Pasadena really close to downtown? Yeah, right over the 110. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, just, just hop over there. Everything's close to Pasadena and Burbank. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the secret. Except yes. for Santa Monica. Yeah, except for Venice or Santa Monica. But even so, but even so, you can, if you, you're smart, you can take the Panga and go over the hill and get there from the other side. Yeah. So. You always, you live here more than five years and you start learning your, everybody has their <laughs> traffic secrets. Me, Fountain and Beverly, man. Yeah, Fountain. I, Fountain and Beverly is how I get around yeah. this city. That's, that's, uh, yeah, if you're on the west side, that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Beverly's awesome. Beverly's for all the for all those of you who are listening, <laughs> yeah, that's not in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, we're we're talking about streets that are make it convenient to get around. It's an okay podcast. We have a lot of talk about LA traffic, though. Um, <laughs> have you heard? Um, Next week we'll talk about Omaha. Uh, Andrew, Andy Daly's the, the that one cut off of uh, Nine Sweaters, where he's the LA comic. He's about to go on tour. Um, oh yeah, with all this, yeah, it's all, it's, it's all, all like your hands grove. It's all really totally it's just, specific. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. that guy's a peach. He's I awesome. love watching his stuff. No, he's great. When he was in residency at UCB for whatever a couple of years back, but when he was doing the night sweater stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fan fucking casting. My wife just hates him. He hates she, really. She, she he's just, like the, he's, I well no, I just it, it it doesn't. It's like she just. Gets bored you with know, I used to like get bummed when people, because I know there's people out there who don't necessarily, believe it or not, guys, there are people out there who don't enjoy my comedy. What? I know, I'm shocked. But what I used to get like, um, I, I knew I was doing okay when I got my first piece of hate mail, and I, I got really excited because I was like, I irked someone strong yeah. enough where they're going to write me hate, like they think I'm getting something, so they're ready to An actual letter or? No, it was no, through no. YouTube. Oh, it was God, great. YouTube and it was, it was like one of those, like, no, it was a, it was a private message. I was like, and it was like, hey, just want to tell you, uh, you suck. Haha, ha, just kidding. You're a great comedian. No, no, no. Really, you suck. I hope you die of cancer. And it was something like, like, really, like, and I, I got really excited. But then I realized, I'm like, you just, I used to get really bummed out by that. But it's like, you know, we all have different, like, nobody's going to like, you know, you're not going to please right. everybody. Oh, I, I've been playing music for over 10 years now, and I get, oh, I get hate now. I get comments on the internet i get everything whether it's a message board whether it's comments on a, right, right. a youtube video you think musicians get it worse than comedians i i do um well, well maybe not i don't know with comedians it's kind of like 
I think music. I think music and comedy have to be similar because I think people think either their tastes should rule or they could do it. One yeah. or the other. Yeah. You know, it's like I could do that. Yeah. You know, music, I think a little less, but I think music also has that. It's very personal to people. You know. Yeah, well, I can see like music when you're coming up, you must get like. Music, I, I, as a musicians, I think have like I've been to so much competition. Yeah, I'm saying it with comedy, but like, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. Music, I don't know though. You know, the, the more I do, music, actual, you have to carry. You know, it, that's the big difference yeah. to me. You have to carry, and I don't think carry things. Yeah, just everything's up here. Um, it's it goes both ways. Like in some extent, I I've heard discussion about how in comedy they try to put comedy up anywhere, like you said, like in the middle yeah. of restaurants. But they do the same thing with music, though. Yeah, but with do you know you know how music is beneficial though? It's music. Yeah, like there's rhythmic tones, and it's one of those things that like you know how many shows have you played where like there's a musician playing and you're not listening to him, but it's right. like and I don't necessarily know if that's necessarily like a bad thing all the time, but in some yeah. situations it's almost expected. Like oh, we have the music here just as background, you know, and then like yeah. for a yeah, it depends on whether this show or yeah, and you never can do that with comedy. Comedy always has to if it's going to work, it has to be the center of attention. Well, because you're trying to, I mean, unless unless you are unless you're like a huh? the baby's in here for those of you who know what I know. No, 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 no. Uh, you're just Jean's holding me and cooing with me <laughs> as we do the podcast. I think I think because you know he's you, neck nuzzling. That's right. Um, uh, you know, you have to connect with your words, and people yeah. have to pay attention to that. I don't think that musicians have it harder in all ways. Mm-hmm. And I think comedians go through the same thing. Where somebody the other day, one of the, the shows I listened to, was saying that oh, you know, I think it might have been Jimmy Dore talking to Greg Barron. Like, yeah, the com the comedian's not treated as a human being; he's just a prop put in wherever he's dropping wherever, and and people forget that like. Like, oh, this sucks. Oh, he's shitty. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like the audience members doing that. Heckling and stuff? Right. And was making the point that musicians can't hear people heckling them usually because they're playing their music and they can just tune it out and stuff. Yeah. Plus, I think also it's, I think it's a different vibe too because if you're doing spoken word or if you're doing music, it seems to be more of a set piece even though your routine might actually be a set piece. Most of the comedians that I really respect and like it seems very conversational. It mm. seems very, hey, I'm here telling you an anecdote about my life or, you know, telling you funny things. And that invites, seem, I think, seems to invite more, like, you know, sass back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Some people are like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, I'm helping. Hey, I'll talk to you. Yeah. There's a guy doing that at an open mic the other night, and it was just like, dude, shut up. And Where was it? I don't want to say, but oh. it's just this <laughs> open mic, and this dude was there, and He's like, yeah, well, you know how you like when a woman and the guy's like, oh yeah, man, I know the totally like, and he's just like, he was like, oh, like kind of a green, but too aggressively, and I knew he was really green because I, I sat down and he turned to me and goes, so how long have you been doing comedy? I'm like, oh god, well, the only people ever asked that are the people who were like just decided that week. Open <laughs> I'm gonna do this. And I'm like, I don't know, a long time. You know, it just was like as I was edging away from his overpowering aftershave. <laughs> and I'm just like I don't want to. and I've done that before where I've sat next to like the crazy guy at the open mic I went to like iOS open mic one time and I was sitting next to a guy and uh, I just talked and he seemed like a really nice guy you could tell he was just energetic and fun and it was like oh he's harmless you know 
And just he's just chatting. We are kind of goofing around and stuff. It's like, you know, even before the bike started, I'm like, hey, man, I'm Ron. And I forget his name. Yeah, we met at Open Mic. Yeah. But he was like just this, like Sean or whatever his name was. And then, like, the Open Mic started. And then he just started, like, I guess he thought he was, like, help, heckling, helping. Like, and it just was like, oh, oh, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, like, quickly got up, and I'm like, no, this this connection is done. I've got to go sit somewhere else now. There are people who are like, no, I'm helping. I've, I've heckled at shows, and oh, he gets big laughs. And it's like, oh, uh, just shut up and don't give the comic something else to deal yeah. with. Just let him go through it's his material. It's not like anybody material. goes up while the Rolling Stones are playing and tries to grab the guitar from Keith Richards. And if they do... Well, if they do, then they get the shit kicked exactly. out of them. But, but, but I think... But again, I think... That's what like, comedians need to be doing more of, is kicking the shit out no, of No, the reason why they got into comedy is because we could never kick the shit out of anybody. <laughs> didn't Gaffigan kick the shit out of somebody? Or he got the shit kicked out of them? Oh, he really? charged somebody, didn't he? I, I think... I, it's... I heard rumors. Yeah. I think... Well, I think they're more than rumors, but I don't know. I don't know if they knew more. I know, I remember seeing that in that um, documentary on the Boston scene, the guy who just whacked a dude over the head with a guitar. Oh, yeah, I've seen that clip on YouTube. You should check that out. If, uh, for those of you at home, just Google, um, like, guy whacking comedian, crutch, like, like hit, hit guitar, or comedian hitting guy on the head with a guitar. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's the best part is, is like, at the end of the clip, it, like, it gets silent, and the guy's like, you all, you all saw him try to come after me. And the audience is like, no. Like the guy, was, <laughs> the guy was being a dick, but it was like everyone was like, "He's being a dick, but he needed to hit him with a guitar in the head." And at the end, you just hear a woman go, "That was unnecessary." <laughs> just, just the perfect time when it's just uh, silent enough. Do you get like, back into the act? Because that would be awesome. I think, I think <laughs> where was I? I think was, that's my time, folks. Yeah, I think that's a, that's what you call a closer <laughs> in, in the biz. Right, right, right. I think yeah, I think that guy was done. Didn't, after get, that. didn't get a big laugh, but I think I'm gonna keep it. Who's gonna book you? <laughs> <laughs> I won't do it again. Uh, you can't hold your shit together on stage. Yeah. Some guy heckling, you hit him over the head with the guitar. I think heckling in an open mic, though, that's got to be this one of the. Well, if, it's a, not the most pointless exercise. Well, there's a difference between like like heckling, like if it's your buddy on stage and they're kind of like giving your buddy shit. Because I've had my friends do that to me, and I don't. Oh, right, 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 right. But one guy, I had some friends. I went to an open mic, and one guy was doing crowd work at an open mic, which generally is. For those of you listening at home, you, you don't do... The second most pointless thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like you don't do like, hey, you guys, just like... With the Where are you from? Are you coming to the open mic? Don't, don't do crowd work. Yeah. It's just weird. So the one guy was like, hey, has anyone ever been to Santa Monica? <laughs> it's just like one of those things. And I'm like, why are you even asking this? Or no, has anyone ever been to San Diego? And I'm like, why are you even asking this question? And I raised my hand, and when I've been to Catalina Island, and everyone gave me a dirty look, and the guy's like, well, I'm not even going to tell the joke. And I'm like... Well, no, fuck you. <laughs> you. You asked a question, I gave you an answer. I'm sorry it wasn't the answer you wanted. And it's like a good lesson to learn is don't ask a question unless you're ready to hear an answer if you're asking any an answer. Question. Yeah, any answer. Yeah, exactly. You either need to be so able to like, on it or... I was like, yeah, I went up and uh, people were like, you guys were thinking I'm a dick. Like, you just learned a, a lesson. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm not being a dick. I was, if you asked a question, I gave an answer and I have any Professor Babcock is in session. <laughs> yeah. I went to Catalina Island with my mother and we had a lovely time. <laughs> There's a, a Babcock restaurant restaurant there called Babcock and Story, and we ourselves got a delicious story out of it. <laughs> we had drinks, we had a lovely lunch, overlooking the ocean. Catalina, it's... Can't recommend it enough. Really? Yeah. It was very they nice. have buffalo there, don't they? Catalina? Yeah. Really? I think I, I heard... You, I you, you, you didn't go to Catalina? You went to Catalina you didn't see the buffalo? No, I didn't know there were buffalo. Yes! Really? Where? Yeah. In the back 40 out there, above town. 
You can take a tour. They drive you right past That's it. That's really they cool. They brought Buffalo over there's there. That, uh, I didn't know there was a, an army base there. I drove by right all by the, the Channel Islands Hotel. They're like all these army bear. All the Channel yeah. Islands. Oh, well, all the Channel Islands have, I think, have some military reserve on them. My like, God, some man. of them they they bombard them, or at least they used to. Really? Yeah, yeah. Naval bombardment for target for target practice. Oh my gosh! I don't know if they still do that, but they used to. That I cannot. That's definitely not something. I, people who join the military, I'm like, hats off to you. But I'm like, yeah, they're never in my life have I been like, you know what? I'm gonna join the military. Never has that crossed my mind for even a second. When I was when I was a lot younger, I saw everything that. about it. Just is like I don't want to do any of that. When I was a lot <laughs> younger, I, I thought about it, and then I realized I hate taking orders from anybody. Yeah. Like like normal everyday like you know, hey Gene, this is your job. Would you like to do this task or this task? I'm like fuck you, you know. It's like <laughs> then I watch like Full Metal Jacket. I'm like. At some point, I would be Bill Repile. I would be Private <laughs> Pile. I would be in a bathroom with an M14, See, getting ready to kill my sergeant and myself. Even <laughs> if we were at a point where we had to, like, reinstate a draft, which I don't think ever would happen because the <laughs> yeah. Army doesn't even want drafts because you end up getting a lower-quality soldier because right. you got people who don't want to be there. But let's right. say, you know, shit hits the fan. They need bodies. They reinstate a draft. I don't know if I'm the type of person who would die within the first 10 minutes of battle, or if I'm the type of guy where it'd be like a fly to shit. Like, I'd be like, oh, this is what I'm good You're at. You're going to turn into Killing people. Like, if yeah. I turn yeah. into, like, just the no. guy who just gets off on it. And I don't know, because part of me, if if video games are any indication, it's the latter. Right, right. You know that, like, Modern Warfare 2, and you have that one part where you have to, like, you're... You're in the Russian mafia or whatever, and you have to go through and you have to kill innocents in a mall. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, they, they, it's a part where they, like, you know, in the beginning of the game, they're, they're like, some of this game has some crazy shit. Do you want to do it or not? You know, and I'm. I remember, or they give you a choice? They give you a choice at the beginning of the game that's uh, some of that has severely, like, objectable matter. Like, would you like to skip this option? And everybody's like, no. no. And I remember my buddy said he played the level and he felt so weird about it that he just fired his gun up into the air the whole time. And he wouldn't, like, shoot anybody. And I was like, he's like, what did you do when you played the level? I'm like, killed a bunch oh, of people. I immediately <laughs> unloaded my grenade. Like, I like, just killed people with grenades. <laughs> like, the most severe way of doing uh, it. Like, as, as, like, as a refund, I'm like, oh, we have to kill innocents? Well, we're probably going to use a grenade. And well, just, like, at least cripple them, and then I can follow up and shoot them in the back like, of the head as I walk by. It'll be easy. I mean, I know real life isn't a video game, but... You remember the game Postal? What was that one? Postal was yeah. where you literally just went around. You were a dude who had gone postal. Oh, and yeah. Something. And the fun, most fun part of that game was to go to the parade, and it'd be a marching band, and then it'd be a flamethrower. Oh, my God. And because there's so many people. It would know, just be the human torches all over. No, would they still play the music? No, of See, course not. That's what's great. You deserve to die. You weren't committing to your art. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I've been under the same impression growing up on video games, and some of my songs have violent lyrics and stuff like that, that, yeah, mm-hmm. I could do it. But then I was in this movie. Uh, we were shooting last week, and I'm not going to spoiler anything as far as... The, actually, I think the word spoil. Spoiler <laughs> any of the plot. But I, so I won't tell the context of what I did, but I had to commit a violent act. And my character, you know, and we did lots of takes of this, and, you know, it's like, okay, again, now I gotta get from this angle and stuff. And when I was done, like, I just had to go outside, and I just broke down. And, like, the 
director came out and he's like, is everything all right? I'm like, I don't know why I'm having this reaction. It felt like an anxiety attack. I'm like, I have no idea. I'm totally cool with, like, Johnny Cash songs. And, right, 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 right. Uh, Mur- murder lyrics. You know, I, I loved the Marine too. Uh, you know, whatever. Violence is fine with me on a, a movie. That, but yeah, having done it and been like physically, ugh, it was horrible. I, I, I think violence, I th- but see, I think there's a difference between, there's a difference between when you know you're in a, a fight mm-hmm. and and I, I think you, that means just, that just means you don't have the capacity for sadistic violence. Anymore. Yeah. You know, I think. Well, obviously he does if he did it. Well, take well, after take. Right, right. I, now maybe you got the taste. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's I, why you're breaking down. I, I don't want to give. The, <laughs> I don't know what I'm becoming. <laughs> I don't want to give the context of what it was what for. Am I? <laughs> I'm not saying the act wasn't justified by the character yeah. either. You know, like right. I really, you have to see the movie to see. Sounds what's like about. a raping. But, um, yeah, it's yeah. Even if it was well, self defense or. Military, you know, I just it's having been, your head. but having, they program you to they dehumanize. Yeah, you. having like, been, and I'm not saying that in a. Well, I mean, yeah, that's you what have to. Right? No, you have to. You have to be able to to you know be whatever you need to do. Yeah. Um, I, I, having been in some scrapes in my life, um, I have to say that if you think about it, you tend to. I think you also have the luxury of of being able to contemplate what was going on, mm-hmm. as opposed to. If you're in, you know, you're oh, in a, hum- yeah. you're in a Humvee you and somebody, you know, like you opens up on friends you. not yeah. fucking dying. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. it's totally different. So much more raw. I think it's totally different. But I do think yeah. it's good to have, a lot of times people kind of say violent video games or, or violent music. and But in a way, I, I think it's good to have it as a, a social release, you mm-hmm. know, if people yeah. get to actually express their frustrations. Because if you don't have that in a yeah. society, it ends up as a powder keg and it explodes. Yeah. We talked a little bit. Uh, with Tom Neely about this, as far as horror movies. Oh, that guy is so awesome! By wait, Tom Neely the or Brad Neely? Brad Neely is awesome too, but Tom Neely is a comic book illustrator. Oh, okay, is, yeah. Um, Fuck that guy! I was <laughs> thinking about Brad Neely. Okay, no, I, I love, love Tom Baby Neely. Um, but, <laughs> and I'm not going to. <laughs> he, uh, we were just in horror movies came up with discussion and, yeah. and horror being movies being a way for dealing with. The real horror well, it's like life. bad dreams. It's like bad dreams are your brain's way of running scenarios, however improbable, and and giving you options. You know, it's like, what if I'm attacked by Grandpa Munster? It's like yeah. that could happen. I'll run around the table and hide or whatever. You know, yeah. it's like, what if I'm attacked by a dinosaur? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was a, I was I was listening to this one thing about a guy who was like biking across country. It was like this nonstop bike race, and it's nuts. And it's one of those things that like. They hardly get any breaks. They just keep biking and biking. And, it, and I guess when the guy gets to Ohio, he starts to hallucinate. And it was a, it was a Radio Lab episode. It's a podcast about science. It's like This American Life, but for science. And yeah. it was um the guy starts to hallucinate, and, and he, he kept on dreaming that like all these like headless horsemen or something were after him. And all of a sudden, he just like and this is after days of biking. You know, he's just about to stop, and he just gets exploded with energy. Yeah, and yeah. he said, "It's your hallucinate, hallucinate." Those things that are made up <laughs> yeah. is your body's way of like your mind's way of like tricking your body that like there's a life and death situation because like we have all this energy yeah. in ourselves. It's like those amazing stories of like you know mm-hmm. the moms lift the fucking car off their baby. Like we have yeah. all this energy in ourselves. It's just a matter of like tapping to it and like letting our mind be like no 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 we need this right now. If you see hallucinations, 
almost didn't have it quite that time, but I almost <laughs> like, hallucinations. Yeah, whatever. Okay, smart yeah. boy. Uh, okay. I'm just saying, uh, maybe a hallucination. No, I is... have that much. I, I was up early to watch the World Cup game. I was had a couple okay. beers. That's something. Okay, I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna be odd man out here. Probably not only at this table, but and in the world, in the world, I don't. What's the big deal about World Cup? Oh my God, I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> Here's the thing with the World Cup. Um, it is definitively the most popular sporting event in the world. Like you could take the World Series and you could take the yeah. There's six. Cup. Bi- there's six billion people in this you planet. Say, Five billion of them are soccer fans. Yeah. Soccer fans. So I, I, I get, I get that people don't get it, and that's fine. But what I don't get is like. I hate when people are, like, aggressively like, fuck soccer! It's like, oh, yeah, fuck this. Once a thing, like, once every four-year thing that happens for, like, less than a month. Right, right. Oh, Stupid. Like, it's this... It, to me, soccer is a beautiful game because all you need is a ball. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so, that's why that's why all these countries where yeah, people are hacking each other to death with machetes still manage to find time. To and play it's soccer. like, right. yeah, and it's the one thing that it's it's kind of this unifying thing. And to me, it's a game about patience and it's a game about focus. So people are like, oh, but there's never a goal scored. Oh, there's a tie. Yeah, that's because you gotta earn the fucking win. Okay, you don't just get to win because someone has to win. No, you ha- you have to do earn it. And there's patience involved yeah. with it. Something that this country doesn't have. Well, well see, baseball. If you pitch in baseball, yeah, you ever go to a baseball game? Half the time, you're not even watching the game. You're eating something. You're buying something. You're catching a T-shirt that shot out of a cannon. <laughs> it's not about the game. I went to see a soccer game in England. You weren't even allowed to eat in the stadium. You only eat at halftime. Have your drink at halftime. It was just about the game, and everybody watched the game. And there wasn't any cheerleaders. There wasn't any. Weird jumbotron with some shitty animation telling me to cheer. It was just everybody watched the game, and when that ball does go in the net, every time the USA, you know how like you felt when the Lakers win your little world championship. That's how <laughs> my I feel. little world championship. That's how I feel every time the USA scores. I, I'm not getting a cut of that, by the way. It's not <laughs> my championship at all. Yeah, no, I don't even. I, but it's like when the USA scored that goal against Algeria. That was the coolest moment I've ever had watching sports. I felt. It was exhilarating. Because the thing is with soccer, if you're not into it, and that's totally cool, go to a bar, go to the Ricardo Montalban Theater in Hollywood where they have everything for free. You just have to RSVP. There's free booze, free coffee, free everything. Yeah. Just go watch a game with people who are into it, and you'll you'll at least get it. You might not right. be into it, but you'll like you'll right. be like, you know what? It's not for me, but I get it. Because I'm not into like basketball or anything. I get it. See, my, 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 my problem, my problem is I dislike watching sports. I think watching sports is the most boring thing in the world. Now, I, getting into now going going to a baseball game and eating a hot dog and BSing with your friends. I get behind that because it's not about the sport. There's other things. Right, it's like a picnic right. where there happens to be playing guys baseball. A ball with a stick. Playing baseball. I, I could totally get into that, even though we never do it. But I, never, I, the idea of the glove. I still keep my I still keep my glove oiled, and yeah. that's not a euphemism. But um, you know, I, I but, he has sex with his glove. I do. It's, it's kind of, why do you think I never dated? Yeah, but um, but I just think that you know, soccer is a fucking boring sport. Most sports are fucking boring. You know, and and that's kind of my. See, I just I, I have a problem watching. Anything. I think I think you have to be in the right mind frame, like because people go into soccer watching it, going and what what are they watching? What is their backdrop? They think sports, basketball, yeah, football. To yeah. me, football is an incredibly boring sport. It's like between every single play, there's a thirty second break. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, sounds awesome. Hockey, but see, <laughs> hockey, hockey is is very similar to soccer. Low scoring, but there's cool fights and people wear blades in their feet. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm way more I'm I'm way more down with hockey in the theoretical terms, even though I dislike. Well, one thing I about hockey sports. is half the time I can't see the puck either because it's moving it's fast tough. or it's in a position on the screen yeah. where you just you can't see through walls. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I, I mean, to me, I love I love soccer. I love the the. I love the fact that the expression of people and, and the different cultures and the different countries at the World Cup, and we have this agreed-upon set of rules where everybody comes together, and you know the Italians are going to be the ones who always hit the ground and start rithering around in pain, because that's what the Italians do. They get, you, get, you breathe on them, and they throw themselves down. And the Argentinians were the same way in today's game, so that's why I'm glad they got knocked out. Yeah, that's right. I don't like Italy and Argentina. I like the countries, just don't like the way they play football. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think I love the way Germany played. God, man, Germans were so good today. But it's just, it is like it's an incredible release, and it's a, it's like I don't know. It's I like I like that everyone there is like cheering for the U.S. Largely, like we're all like we're cheering, like we're all there as a group, as a community. Like I've never been to a game where like we would score and I was hugging people I didn't even know. It was just yeah. like this. It overtook you. So to me, it's not boring at all because it's it's this slow build. And this strategy, and to me, the payoff yeah. is great. And even if the payoff isn't there at the end of the game, there's no goal score. I still think like it's just like to me, it's like yeah, but like you earn it, and then, like you know, you go into the next game, you know, they have all this pressure on their shoulders. So like I, I absolutely love. I mean, and, and it's like I don't follow it, and it's one of those weird things. People are like, oh, there's probably more. Oh, people only fans the World Cup because it's around. Yeah, what? Like, oh, what? You're only a fan of beef jerky because there's some on the table. Like, what are you? I'm idiot? a huge fan of beef jerky. I don't understand that argument of like, oh, so I'm not supposed to like it. But you, but like, you follow. But do you follow? Which who's your favorite? Who's your favorite team in the cup? Uh favorite team in the in the cup right now. Oh, the cup right now. Rooting uh, for, really? Probably you rooting Germany. For? So you want I, Germany? To yeah, I, I like I like the way the Germans play. Okay, uh, and but I like, would you follow? Now I, are you going to follow? You I follow like watching German? Team? No, because I would have been following. It was went U.S. and then I was rooting for England, right. and then I was like, well, I guess I'm going with Germany. The last Anglo Saxon. Only because I like when, I like when the German country gets really really emotional. Right, right. <laughs> I, like, I like watching Germans get really emotional when they sit in the stands and go. <laughs> I think it's because they because they go crazy. Yeah. And, you know, the stereotype is that they're not very emotional people. And it's it's fun to watch them go off. <laughs> Never been to a beer garden, then. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> uh, they're sober. And they're, yeah, exactly. But but I just yeah no I I, I get, no and I get see I get the spectacle part and I totally understand. But but we used to go we used to go to um, when I was uh, I was working on a project um, in um, where the hell Newport Beach and we'd go to the sports bar and it was during basketball season because they had um, free food so we would yeah, basically. Those- all of a sudden, you become a Taco. fan of basketball when there's free food. Yeah, totally, absolutely, and that was the only. Oh, basketball sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because we get free tacos or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tacos. on here, wow. and um, well, when you're poor, you know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, but it just, I just realized that if you're in the stadium and you're cheering for your team or blowing your fucking vuvuzelas, I, I can see the spectacle, and you know, you go and, and whatever. But but we we would go to these. <clears throat> you know, we go to these these um, happy hour things, and I was sitting there realizing that you're cheering in a bar for a team that can't hear you. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. utterly ridiculous. It's it, utterly ridiculous. Even you, you know, you could I could see fandom in. I mean, I guess if you're this? bonding with the people around this? you. Yeah, maybe, it's but, totally bonding. It, it's totally. Ridiculous. But what about if we were going to have 
debate the merits of the first three Star Wars films. Yeah. Things that have already happened, they are done. Oh, Nothing yeah. we do or say yeah. is going to... Like, it's... Everything we care about is ridiculous. Yeah. None of this matters. Well, I was going to say earlier when we were talking about this... I Except the World a, Cup. I wonder, <laughs> if there's a, I wonder if there's a podcast in Sub-Saharan Africa somewhere where they complain about their problems. Like, did you see? I got hunted to death by a machete. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it's crazy. Know. It's crazy. I, I mean, I really... I guess, I mean, I, I just, I, I think people, and I understand, like, I don't, like, yeah, because, you know, that's the thing is, like, people are like, well, soccer's boring, and I'm like, yeah, I've watched some basketball games that are oh, boring as hell. I've, I've always maintained, especially around the finals, play a three-minute game of basketball. Play a bunch of three-minute games of basketball. Because that's what usually it comes down to. Rarely, oh my god! It's, it's, it's you know. It's, oh, the last thirty seconds. Great. I'm glad I got here for the last twenty minutes of the game. I hate that. I, yeah, I watched the last minute of the the finals. It took twenty minutes, and I'm like, this this is a good thing. Like oh, they're just doing this so they can have more advertisements yeah, on TV. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like so I'm like, play a three minute game of basketball. Play a three minute game of basketball. I love a sport where it comes down to foul shots. Sounds exciting. <laughs> I just like, I, and I do like basketball, but it, it, it's the weird thing is like, I hate when people are just like, and I understand I don't get it, but what I hate is that like, man, fuck soccer. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah fuck yeah. anything different. Oh, who, who, who wants to learn about another culture? Not me, I'm American. Well, that's the thing is, I'm totally indifferent. That's the thing is, it's like, I don't know why you waste that much effort on hating something. If you because like we're, it, this, that's what we do. I guess. People, like, I love the patience of this country. It's just beautiful. It's just the, the the unbelievable, like, we just, we, I love, like, the fact that, like, Americans are so, in general, the people living in between our two little cities on, on the east and west. It's just, like, my whole thing is, like, part of the, one of the things, one of the things that makes the World Cup awesome to me is the fact that, like, the final World Cup game is going to be watched by, like, over a billion people, yeah. and just the idea of sharing in something that everybody else on this planet—it's like the moon landing. It's yeah, it's just to me that's kind of cool. Like I like that. So for someone just to like, if you're not into it, that's fine. But for someone just to negate the idea of it and not realize that this is a very important thing to a bunch of different people—that that's what blows my mind. Yeah. I'm like, obviously you're not into it, but a lot of other fucking people are. Yeah, yeah I, I get, and I get, I get the value of that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, yeah, I, I just, I'm just not particularly like, we're just looking, like, I haven't caught World I look at, like, we're looking for things to fill our day. We all mm -hmm. fill our days with things. Some mm -hmm. of us are really into movies, other of us are into right. music, some of us are into sports. And I have buddies who are really into sports and I'm just like, I don't fucking get this. Like the draft, I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I can I, I like to, I, I like to be the type of person who can get into different facets of everything at least a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah, I like, like at least be able to understand and grasp. Like, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge video game guy, but like I have my games that I play, and I understand. I can yeah. like I can look in the culture of the people who are really into it. and I'm like, I don't want to go that far, but I see how you got there. Yeah, and I appreciate, yeah. I appreciate like knowing how to get. There. I, I think I've always been more of a doer, and I think mm -hmm. that's kind of the that's the because like I, I was like talking about games, like I was big into D and D and stuff like that, but. I also worked in a game store, and I also wrote and helped test, you know, pencil and paper games. Mm -hmm. You know, I've always done, like, it's like a comedy thing. Um, I love comedy, and I've, I've always been into comedy. I've, I've only, you know, relatively recently started doing it myself because I never knew that was an option. But Yeah, you know, it's weird to but, realize that. But it's like, yeah, you know, it's like... you were like, I can't do this. And then you're like, wait, no, I can. Yeah, I, I, I actually can. It's just a matter of doing it. But yeah, right? and, it's like, and, I, and the funny thing is, because I was on stage doing other stuff... 
you know, various times in my life. And I never made that connection of, wait, comedy is just learning funny things to say on stage yeah. and saying those things yeah. instead of whatever, you know. And so, but, but, but yeah, so I, I, I think that, that, that is why the sports thing, you know, like, I would play a game of soccer before I would sit and watch a game of soccer. I hear that. I yeah. can see that. But, but I do think that your point that it's a huge deal should not be immediately shit-kicked. Yeah. Fucking, I, I've yeah. learned this lesson now not only from you. You've given me a very good making You've chided, chided me. I, 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 I shouted your viewpoint down until you submitted. That's what I normally but do. Even just last night... Um, Driving back from San Juan Capistrano with mm. the people in, um, in the museum. Like sandwich. Yeah. The San Juan Capistrano? Mm, San Juan Capistrano. It's, it's a lunch meat, actually. <laughs> <laughs> would, yeah, can I get that on wheat? Um, and can I get an extra San Juan Capistrano? <laughs> Thank you. We were talking about, like, the most recent live shows we've been to, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I get wind of all this. And I was like, yeah, I just went to Bonnaroo this year and stuff, and there's a guy in the ag- back seat, and he's like, you know, I went to Burning Man, and my vision of Burning Man is just, oh, that's, I don't want to go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, I, all I know about Burning Man is people who make fun of Burning Man and blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, the other guys, well, what is that exactly? And he explained how the whole thing works as far as, like, it's this town. I want to go to Burning Man so bad. It sounded like, honestly, those... I've worked in the Black Rock Desert. I've, I've walked around in the yeah. Black Rock Desert. I don't want to go fucking back there for Dude, me. all I think of Burning Man is when I'm like, it's just cute hippie chicks... Everywhere, right? It sounds like a huge version of those There's parties. There's a couple. There probably are a couple. There's a reason why the guys go. There has to be a couple cute ones. There's, otherwise, they wouldn't why? go. Yeah. It's, I've never been. Do you know what you Burning Man? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, it's like, in, in the Black Desert. That's yeah, a good place for comedy, right? <laughs> well, that's uh, Doug Stanhope. Doug Stanhope and those uh, Bisbee parties. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it sounds like, except, like, a huger version of that. I go, yeah. There's a lot of, like... You know, I used to be really weird about going to, like, live shows. As a, I mean, I, my friends were really into, like, metal. Mm-hmm. And so I used to go see bands in high school with the names Burial Ground, uh, Unseen Holocaust, <laughs> Prophecy of Deception. Like, real, like, you guys all... Da, 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 yeah, like, you guys work at the arcade. Like, you know, <laughs> but you're not blowing my mind here in Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to go because they were all really into it, and I never was. But I liked having friends, yeah. so I would be like, I you know I was the ska one. Uh, so I'd be going to see like my horrible choices in music, and but it's I guess that turned me off of like live shows because there's always be like I just didn't like being in like the crowd, and now I'm like I want to go to like I've never been I've been to Warp Tour once because <laughs> I wanted to see the Mighty Mighty Boston and Real Big Fish, which I did, and it was awesome. But I want like I want to go to like Bonnaroo and and uh, fuck it, Burning Man. Like even it if it sounds sucks, awesome, it sounds like it, to me. I look at life as like who's got the best stories at the end of it. Oh, and Burning yeah. Man, good or bad, is going to be a great story. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got that, that, that's the thing is I've I've gotten stories from you know working in that area of doing archaeology and stuff, and it's wait, you do archaeology? I used to. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Did you go to school yeah, for it? Or? Yeah, yeah, I went to, I, I majored in history and... Where did you do archaeology at? Where? All over the Great Basin. So, basically... Where? If you were to tell someone where the Great ba- Basin was, who's listening, who doesn't know... I was about to get there. Well, no, I, I mean, I know, but I'm just saying... <laughs> I don't know, no. Home. Why, don't, why don't you get a few, though? Well, I mean, I could talk about it, but <laughs> yeah. I when I went to school well, for No, no, come on now. No, I mean, I'm going to take a sip of water. I can get my voice higher than you, I think. What are you talking about? I don't know what's going on. Um... <laughs> 
Uh, the Great Basin is essentially Nevada's the center of it. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. Of it, course, of course. Yeah. And, and as you know, uh, yeah, Nevada's the Robert center. Babcock, uh-huh. you know that uh, it extends into California, Idaho, Oregon, little chunk of Oregon. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, Utah. Uh-huh. Uh, um, basically, if you ever looked at a map, uh, uh, I have uh, a map of like a prehistoric map, like <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. of dinosaur times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it used to be a, a shallow ocean uh-huh. back way back when, um, but. Uh, 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 and then a giant lake, but but yes. mostly Nevada. I, 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 but I've worked in Nevada, uh, Utah, Nevada. Um, never worked in Oregon in the Great Basin, Idaho. Was it fun work, or were you glad to get out of it? By the time I finished, were you just like fucking Indiana Jones? It's nothing like this. <laughs> well, I, my, one of my first one of my first jokes was about archaeology, and it's uh, the gist of it is it's just like Indiana Jones except replace. Uh, lost Ark with dead people's garbage and Nazis with rednecks. So I used to hunt. I used to get chased by rednecks looking for dead people's garbage. And you used to get chased. Oh yeah, there. One of my buddies, his first gig on the forest. Uh, the, Wait, uh, what is going on? You used to get chased by Nazi rednecks. No, well, yeah, you, you know. And actually, now that I think about it, that joke is terribly redundant. Um. Uh, one of the first gigs that my buddy had up in the uh, Tahoe National Forest was, uh, or, yeah, yeah, I think it was Tahoe. Uh, there was a fight between miners and loggers that the sur- archaeological survey crew got caught in the middle of. Like, literally, yeah, miners and loggers. And the cowboy should be friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literally, like, a shootout between miners and loggers over who had the right to do whatever they wanted to do on the land. Wow. To the point where they all had to hunker down in, in, a, in a gully and wait for the forest cops to show up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and that's just in this country. And when you go outside, I had a, I had a, I had a professor. <laughs> I had an archaeology teacher who taught us the words for um, for bribery in like Turkish um, and Spanish because you're going to need to know that if you go off and do archaeology in. I, I heard about something about in Iraq that there was a lake that because of like global warming had like drops in. Um, Incredible levels, mm-hmm. and but one of the things it does when it unearthed all these sunken warships, and like they people, and but and they, they wanted to get more money for the archaeologists to go out there collect it, but it was just being like crazy looted. Yeah, yeah. By yeah. just you know, any place that money. any place where, where there are poor people, there are pot hunters, and they 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 you know loot or whatever they can, and so whatever. Yeah. I just I get so many, I, I think underwater archaeology like I get boned. Stuff like that. Underwater archaeology is really cool and it's very, very specialized. And I knew one of the guys I worked with at a firm out of uh, Reno was, did his thesis on underwater archaeology. I I just think it's so cool, man. It's not. Well, okay, let's put it this way. Uh, I I have a couple discovery hour long specials that will prove otherwise. (laughs) Academic archaeology can be very cool. What I did was um, contract archaeology, where you basically. Let's just say you're a you know natural gas company and you want to run a pipeline from you know Albuquerque to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Someone has to survey that route and determine whether or not there's any cultural you know cultural resources that are worth looking at. Uh, so that's what we would do. We would walk along the ground and go, oh look, stone lakes from where someone made an arrowhead and then moved on, you know and. Being a contract archaeologist means that you are um, these these companies are obliged because of federal laws to do this work. 
So they want to get out of it as cheaply as they possibly can. So uh-huh. if you find something really, really cool, they'll reroute the pipeline so they don't have to deal with it. If you find something really, really shitty, they can just blow right over it. If you find something in the middle, they might have to do some testing or even a little bit. But you're not going out and finding mummies or lost arcs. You're finding dead people's garbage, literally dead people's garbage. This is the shit that miners sat on the side of the road, you know, on their way back from town, ate a bunch of peaches, opened a bunch of cans, threw on the ground. Can those peaches tell you? They can tell you that people ate peaches. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and that's invaluable. There are some, I've been on some fascinating digs, but, but very few and far between to make money out of it. Is it harder because the academic ones you have to get money, like through grants and things and fellowships and things like that? Yeah, and it's much smaller. It's a much smaller pool of things that are going on. Wow. And you don't make money on it. Usually the people who work on those... Yeah, but you publish a paper. And isn't that rewarding in itself? If you're, if you're a primary investigator, if you're a PhD... No, no, no. What if you're one of the volunteer it can people? Be. It can <laughs> be. A lot of people love that. Yeah. A lot of people love that. But I guess it's like you like being a part of something and, and discovering it. I mean, but it is like slow going. I mean, yeah. you know, you realize like when it comes to science or anything, a lot of it is like the people doing the experiments that don't lead to anything are just as important as the people who finally have that breakthrough, but they're never heralded. Like, you know, they're never, yeah. like, lauded and praised. But you need to go down the wrong path to, you well, know, the, the social the science path. It, that, uh, in the uh, social sciences, everyone is equally valid, though. That's the thing. You guys, all I'm saying is that <laughs> you're not going to never underestimate a small group of people. And their vuvuzelas. And their vuvuzelas. <laughs> <laughs> who can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. I just came up with that quote that's never been said before by Margaret Mead, somebody. <laughs> Can't really remember the, the words. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the, the long and the short of it is, is I was I was very much tired of... The other thing, too, is is like, like acting or comedy, there's, there's always people coming in at the bottom that are willing to kind of, um, you know, they're starry-eyed and, and what? There's always yeah, another those people push you up. I'm, I'm convinced in Hollywood that no one ever actually climbs the ladder. You just get pushed up by all the new people who come in. I think that's par- partially true. But yeah, I think it also... Really, I really... I think that, that... Yeah. I think that's partially true and I think it also has to do with the more people you meet and interact with and bounce ideas off of, it, it the easier it is to make something that's worth. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I do think that that's, I think that's absolutely true. Um, and the influx of new people helped, I think, helps gel that sort of thing. That's interesting. My sister is really into archaeology. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think it's something. A lot of people are, and they think it's really, really, I, I, I hate being the buzzkill about it. because. But my, my gig was a commercial gig. Yeah. Know, for doing it for commercial purposes. So, it totally paid well? For the time. Yeah. Um, I, the most I ever made was like 13 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. And that's now going like yeah, It was all right. Yeah, it was better than when I worked as a box boy for four months. Now. Oh my god! Yeah. If you but, but then again, if you look at my if you look you know you get that social security report of how much you make every year. Uh huh. It's like my archaeology days are like. Yeah. And yep. then like when I got into IT, it was like. <laughs> that was a, a good thing. Not the he said. But his, it goes his, up. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I moved this. The, fart be, sounds usually mean negative. Maybe it should be a rising tone. We, we really should buy a slide whistle for the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or, 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 a, this way on the morning zoo, dude. Download a sound effect. We got Rob Babcock in this. <laughs> it's 
Yeah. It's squeaky in the badger in the morning. We got Ron Babcock. So Ron, you're at the local comedy joint. You're at the the Yuckle Hut. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Tell us that. Oh, so, God. so say something funny for us. Oh, kill me. <laughs> oh, kill me in the shoulder. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, archaeology. Um, uh, it's very interesting, actually. It, it can be, but you know what? The stories, like I think, that's what kind of led into this. Is 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 I have a lot of stories, and that's you know that is the best part of it. It and is the people, the people that I met. It's uh yeah and yeah the, those people too the stories and the, the people you meet. It's just seem very sincere. No, it is. It is. I actually. <laughs> It's about having good stories. That's yeah. how it all is for me. So, uh, would you go to Burning Man, Brody? Yeah, now that I've heard what they actually do there. Um, I think there's a demographic. Sex and rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. I think there's okay. a demographic yeah. of people that Burning Man that I will want to kill with a hammer. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. On to you. you can, yeah. I, there's a demographic of people when I go to 7-Eleven to buy soda. Like, no, but I think, I, go, I, I, think, uh, I think a, a more concentrated strata. Yeah, well, if anything, it just makes it more efficient if you choose to do it. You know, you could really... Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, I mean, you'll, be, you'll probably spend time in jail, but at least you'll be like, oh, I did kill a lot of people, though. What if that was your, uh, what was that, if that, what if that was your artistic expression for Burning Man? Uh, <laughs> they probably have a rule against that. They don't have a lot of rules, but they probably have one against that. Probably the U.S. government and a rule. Stupid. It's my art. <laughs> Hammer. Hitting. People. Especially, but you know what? If you made it voluntary, if you made it like a booth, and you could come in and people would hate you. Oh, God. <laughs> I think there's people who go for that. Yeah, there's people who hang by their nipples, you know, on chains. And yeah, oh, that thing, that's that's something that I'm just like. Just, no, I used, see, <laughs> I used to see that in Phoenix, and whenever I see anything like that, I'm like, oh, we get it, you're weird. Like we get it, <laughs> okay, you're different. We get it. Like I just want to be like, right. okay, I know you're a fucking. Unique little flower, like you know, it's just like, uh, and I, it's like, uh, it's except for all the other people who are into it. Yeah, it's just like uh, it's people who it's like girls who like they, they wear dresses made out of velour curtains and they're always purple. Like it's just like, you know, they wear boots up to their thighs, but it doesn't look good. Like it's just, I don't know. I ran, I you ran into a lot of people like that in Phoenix, and you I managed to turn a fuck me boot into a please do not fuck me. It's just, it, I mean, it's. it's <laughs> Yeah, it's just this very, like, shock-oriented, like, this is crazy. Yeah, you are. I'm going to get some tacos. Like, it's just, <laughs> right, right. I'm just, like, I'm not into it. I'm not like, the shocking, like, look at what I can do with my body. Great. What else is on? Then what? Then I go see a World Cup game yeah. instead. Yeah. And feel like I'm a part of something for once in my life. We'll see, maybe that's your uh, hanging from your nipple. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Obviously, people want to be a part of something, and they find the, the subgroup that makes yeah. them feel... You know, because you want to feel like, you know, look at all these squares that can't handle this. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I can't. I'm a square. I'm, I, I'm a dick. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, yeah, this square is, is off to do something <laughs> crazy like smoke pot and watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Mm-hmm. You're just crazy like that. Yeah. Uh, hang from a dick from a ceiling fan. <laughs> it's art. Okay. That's, you know... I don't know, what would you do? Would you do something or would you just enjoy Burning Man, both of you guys? I just would explore it and see, apparently I have a big list of events that 
it's somewhat tentative. Like you can't really count on people to necessarily because it would seem like out. it would seem like the people at Burning Man wouldn't be a bunch of slags. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think Burning Man people. Are like, <laughs> people go to Burning Man and tip you up. What time is it? Man, time together. It's, I have no concept of time. I would go to Burning Man and just be like, yeah. What? What do you, I would want to go with someone who's been before, and I'd be like, apparently. What do you like? What do you guys do here? All apparently, right, let's they do don't it. sell anything. Like you had to have water and coffee that you what? buy. Communist? It's like the opposite of. Well, I don't want to say Lollapalooza. I'm a, I, I've never been to Lollapalooza either, or Warp Tour. I, and I know there's really great things about Warp Tour and stuff, but I mean, I do imagine a lot of those oh, places as being sweet. I'm going to Warp Tour in 1997, and they're like $7 slices of pizza. Yeah. Were they Warp good pizza? Pizza. Yeah, it was cooking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have pizza and water? Sure. Tip 20 bucks? Like, you're just 42. like... Yeah. Yeah. And I was the type of kid that, like, I'm not paying that. And I was, like, pass out from, like, sun poison. <laughs> right. That's what I think of when I think of music festivals. I think of... Yeah. That's a, one no of the big things that keep me, like, from going to music festivals. I just hate any situation where you walk in and you, as a business, are, like, economically raping the people it's, who come to support It's you. the company store. Yeah. You're and the only game in town. It's one of things, like, we can. And I'm like, that doesn't make it right. Just right. because you can make a lot of money doesn't... And it's like, I just don't like... I hate that about it. Like... Well, it's just no. This, it's a bottle of water. It should be right. a buck, and it's they do it to make a ton of money. But that's how I, I, I can think, hate that. Well, I don't. Know, I don't know how much. I don't know what their overhead. Don't are. pay. Okay, I won't. But like, you can't bring your own stuff in. Either. Yeah, that's uh, the. That's what I like about the one baseball park in uh, in Baltimore is that you could bring food in from outside the stadium, and it's like. I'm not a huge baseball guy, but I like I, I like that because they got great food in Baltimore. Well, like the Hollywood Bowl when you go to the bowl. Yeah, I just I don't think I've ever bought any food or drink. I've never been to the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, you should. It's good. Oh, no. I saw Morrissey there. The album that they recorded. Um, oh my god! You would tell April Richardson that? Oh yeah, we definitely talked about our Morrissey love. Yeah, yeah. I was like, loves Morrissey. <laughs> I like Morrissey too, but she I believe loves Morrissey. Morrissey. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, she's obsessed with Morrissey. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. she is. Uh, she loves Morrissey. She loves a lot of things. Morrissey. No, no, we, that's the. We didn't we obviously didn't do any homework and listen to the fucking podcast. Please. I don't listen to podcasts. Fucker. I listen to like. You I listen, listen to this one. I listen. I'll listen to this one. Probably <laughs> not. I, no, I won't actually, just because I know it's it's me talking. I'm just gonna be like, oh, that Ron. I don't listen to these. I'm just gonna feel bad listen. about myself. <laughs> no, but Ron's been working on the David Feldman comedy podcast. I listen to David Feldman podcast. Yeah, he's a the guy's a factory. Yeah, I, I'm really, I really I wanted to talk about that show because it's unique to me. And, I mean, it's a throwback as far as part of it is Prairie Home Companion, in yeah. a way. Because he puts on these stage shows. On uh, acid. <laughs> They're great. Uh, you know, Eddie Pepitone and Jim Earl. Um, but, Ron, I've heard I love you. Pepitone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Ron, I've heard you on there in segments. Um, yeah, I do a couple different of characters. Yeah, I usually play this guy called George Leslie, and he's uh, a character that kind of Actually, I, we stumble upon uh, me and Felder. Is George here? Can we talk to George? Oh, I don't know. Let me go. Hey, I, no, it's, it's, just, it's just me talking. But the game is. He's Have we been talking to George the whole time? Yes. It's like it's like the usual. Suspect. He's uh, he's Mister Positive. You know, he's like anything. We did a thing on the oil spill, and he puts a positive <laughs> spin on anything. He's like, no, if you think about it, you know, the oil, more oil that spills into the Gulf, the less oil that's being burned by cars. So. We're kind of helping. Like, you know, it's just like all these ridiculous assertions. But yeah, Feldman is, uh, he's like been around forever. And um, I was editing for him and Todd Glass. They were working on this like little pilot. And that's how I met uh, yeah, David. I remember Todd Glass giving you a shout out. Yeah. And he, yeah. Uh, so I was, and, and the one time um, uh, I remember like I was editing and, uh, and 
and then I started doing these like little bits. Like Feldman, the one day was like, we should do this video. So we started did this video. We came with this guy George Leslie, and he, he interviewed me about the death of the abortion doctor. So okay. it was like, we didn't even put it out for weeks because it was really. And everyone we sent it to was like, this is really really funny, but it was like. But too much. It was, but we never cursed, but it was still like in poor taste. We, so like we did these videos, and it's they're called up close and personal. They're on Funny or Die. It's mm-hmm. funnyordie.com slash up close and personal. They're always topical of something of that week. Um, I'm always eating. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm just always eating, and I'm always Mister Positive about something, and I'm never like, and we never curse. It's very because he's very much like I don't like to curse, but we were working on that, and I remember the one time. Um, I was editing, and he, he was like, hey, why don't you try this? Because he was, like, over my shoulder. And I was like, ah. And usually I'm, like, very big into, like, yeah, yeah, let's give everything a shot. You know, I'm very much like, uh, no, like, let's, yeah, let's try that. But he I couldn't remember what it was, but he suggested, like, making a cut. And I was like, Feldo, that's that's not going to work. He's like, no, no, just try it. Just try it. Just try it. I'm like, it's really not going to work. He's like, just, I'll be back in one second. Just try it. And he goes, he leaves the room. And I'm like, it's, like, the dumbest edit. It's just, like, it's just not mm-hmm. working. And then he just walks back in with an Emmy. <laughs> and he slams it on the table. He's like, hey, why don't you ask her what she thinks, huh? <laughs> why, why don't you ask her what she thinks? And I was like, and I didn't even know him at this point. And like, and then he's like, hold on one sec. And he like leaves the room again. Comes back in with another and goes, hey, how about we get a second opinion? <laughs> how about we get a second opinion? And he was just joking, but I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's probably been waiting. Yeah, for he's, that. Oh, he's, he's totally probably waiting. waiting for that. But he really, really cracked you up because he's, uh, he's won a bunch of Emmys, and you're just like, he's like, yeah, let's just uh, let's see what. They, and I'm like, why don't we get a quorum? If I was ever vote. blessed <laughs> enough to do something in the world of comedy with, with me to any, you know, I'd be the guy. He's like, well, you know, why don't we just take a little, like, just take yeah. it everywhere? And uh, uh, I think it was a little bit of an injustice to see you both cast uh, up on. Uh, on oh well, you didn't just, even. Get enough. I didn't even get time. a joke. I was a uh, Mr. Background on Last Comic. Yeah, I, I, well, it's funny because, well, I've, I've been doing some reviews. Uh, Brody and I have both been watching the show. and I haven't watched any of the episodes yet. Uh, I scroll through mine just to see what I, I was reviewed, and I was like, yeah. okay, and then that's, that's it. How I reviewed, <laughs> yeah, you were kind of furtive. You were like furtively in the background. Yeah, I, I don't, I just, uh, I was really, I did not expect to make it to the showcase because I've auditioned before. And then when they were like, yeah, we want to see you at the showcase. And I was like, oh, sweet. And I was kind of, well, I just was like, I actually was really, really pleased with how both my sets went. So I was like, oh, like, even though I didn't make it, I was like, take whatever you want, LCS. Like, ah, I'm fucking, like, it was like, I was like, I was so happy with how I did. And then they didn't use anything. I was like, god damn it. But then I'm like, ah, fuck it. They still paid me, so I don't care. Well, that's the thing. This, this, this is like. The best and worst season so far. Mm-hmm. It's the best because I think they finally have a format that at least I haven't seen it. In, I haven't seen this last episode, but they finally have a format where look, you know, Kinder's one of the judges. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to lends lends a little credibility. Absolutely, a yeah. little credibility. And it's like it's almost like I think in my review I basically said they it's like they ask comedy nerds how should we rework this show so you're not going to hate us, and mm-hmm. it, it's like. You know, they still have the they still have the pretense that there's you can actually line up and, and get into. Oh my gosh, such BS. No well, one the, on stood in line. Oh fucking a! Nobody should stood yeah. in line. One guy <laughs> on the line made it into the initial like showcase that night. One yeah. guy in L.A. Yeah, he was wearing a tie. He was very nice. <laughs> uh, 
he didn't make it. You know, it's just like he, one guy from the. But line. this is my experience. This is my experience. We all just waited in line. We all did comedy for twenty years, and then we decided <laughs> to wait in line for twenty four hours. Right, and the yeah. fact that they had like, I mean, at one point, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Kilmartin and um, oh, uh, Kathy Levin and Kathy Levin. I'm like, there's that's like fifty years of comedy experience. Yeah. Like, <laughs> two of them. I mean, it's it's the, the thing with the, they want they want you to be like, tell us what it would mean. <laughs> you were the last comic standing. And in my head, I'm just like... A couple hundred grand. I mean, like... I mean, production it'd be, deal? <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool, but I know it's, like... I'm just not, yeah. like... I know who I am. Really I know what I do. And I, it, yeah, no, I got good titties. Uh, but I just, I just want to be like, I don't, like... It, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool, but it, yeah. it's... If it doesn't happen, which I won't, it's one of those things, like, you just... It's, like, not that big of a deal. Like, it's, like, because you take yeah. a look at the winners of last comic standing. Let's go through them right now. That's saying... Josh Blue. They do in college games um, or something? You, you know, like uh, <laughs> Ralph, Ralphie May. No, I, mean that, they, I don't mean that. No, but like that's the thing. None of these guys ever went, they never like launched into their own sitcom and became a mega, like they all are working comedians. Yeah, they're doing college making games, a living, doing Which is great. A serious question. Is Daft Fan even still doing comedy? Because I, I haven't heard about I him. Believe, I know, I think Daft Fan is still doing comedy. Uh, he is. If, you take a look at these guys. I see his name come up every okay. now and They all are working comedians from colleges, good. cruise ships, I'm sure, mm-hmm. clubs, but they're not launched onto the incredible national scale that I think the producers they, of they last didn't Drew, They didn't become a Drew Carey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is which is what it's kind of presented as. He came from, that, did he come from Star Trek? There was definitely comics who got launched off stars, but I think that was yeah. a different era. That was a different era. That was an era where where they would where they would look for someone to develop. A but the era of going on Johnny Carson and being waved over to the couch and then being yeah. n- known is over. Last Comic Standing is just another thing. No it's a reality show. It's, it's just another thing you add to your resume, but it's yeah. not going to be right. the thing that makes you. Like maybe I mean at least it hasn't seemed like that for anybody so far. I I, I can't think. It's of an it. incredible way of gaining it's, exposure and, and momentum, and it, it is a obviously a positive. Here's event. my here's my experience with Last Comic Standing with the pilot, the LA pilot of Last Comic Standing. Watch for five minutes, stop and go. Ha, I know that guy. Watch for five minutes. Oh hey, it's so and so. Watch for five minutes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean that that was the entire my entire experience, yeah. and it's all people that. I, I know most of whom I, I, I think are funny, most of whom, and I'm, I'm excluding you here. Yeah, no, I'm horrible. <laughs> no. Uh, but seriously, I mean, it's like folks like, like Delaney, you know, like yeah. Rob Delaney, who's yeah. hilarious. Chris Fairbanks. Jimmy, Jimmy Friggin' Door. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Tom Clark. And like, yeah, every, all these people it's are like, crazy. But that's the thing is like, you know, if you're not going to pick Jimmy Door, then I don't know what. Like, and Tom Clark, who I just think are so funny, yeah. so polished, they've been doing it for so long. And it, but it's yeah it's, it's and it's like and for for comics to say like oh it doesn't do anything for you I'm like no it does like if you were on it yeah. you'd be like oh this is great right. but yeah I mean I was surprised Feldo didn't move further but I mean the thing is like you know the guy's doing fine I mean yeah he's got his he's got his podcast he's got a, a got lovely family he's got his Emmys he's got a good writing gigs. And, uh, you know, he, he makes a, you know, the thing is you keep doing what you're doing and it's like, you know, you, we all end up making a living somehow. Yeah. I think that's, that, this comes up, this is right. so far coming up. Right. That was more of a, a, a statement for, for you, myself right? than for anybody else. <laughs> yeah. We all end up making a living, no, right? I, I honestly, oh, God. I honestly oh. think that the Can people, I, I, I honestly think that the people that we like, uh, who've been on last comic standing, whether they made it far right. or or were your Todd glasses, your Doug Benson's, or were robbed of, of being shown their set time like Ron. Right, right, mm-hmm. 
they are going to make it regardless of Last Comic Standing. You know, I will say like, Todd Glass did. Good, he got a lot out of Last Comic Standing. Yeah. But that yeah. was like back when it was super hot. And he did, He wasn't the Last Comic Standing, but you got they, yeah. they did all these tours of the improvs where you had like Last yeah. Comic Standing on tour. And it was like him and like uh, Bonnie McFarlane. And like they would go all the improv, and so and people would come out because it was like this right, drive, right. right on the host of American Idol. So he really like it was great for him right. and for exposure because he's like you know a working comedian. But here's the kind of, is, I, I I I forget unless we're talking about it and yeah. I have to think about it. I forget that like you know Amber was on and Todd was on and Doug was on. I mean I forget I I know them from their from their you know other work yeah. other than yeah. TV. You know, I, I, it's just it's just another thing. Like I, you know, now it's like you need to do a ton of different stuff, and then at some point, when you've amassed all these credits and you've done all these festivals and podcasts, and and you've done your little spots on live at Gotham, all things that I have not done. Right. right. But when you've amassed all this, and then at some point something happens, Gotham. I've seen a bunch of people Gotham. Yeah. No, I uh, I I auditioned and it went really well, and. Um, I think, I mean, I was told that it was uh, a, a close call, but, like, they said they, they liked me. So it's just a matter of, like, sometimes I think they like you, but they just want to be like, this guy's good. Let's give him another year. And it's, you can't usually see the improvement in yourself. But, man, if you watch, I watch old tapes of myself, even from six months ago, and it's like, oh, God. Yeah, man, I, I can't, was, I'm, I'm the kind of guy. I was doing that, that thing? Ugh. I'm the kind of guy that I, I, I can't listen or watch anything I do. But I that's the number really one way. Really I know, of, I know. Like getting better, and, um, and I do it. I, I, do, I, it. I do it in the car because I have to do something else. Right, right. Like it's it's less cringe-inducing when I have to focus on not killing myself right, in the right. car. I uh, see. I think that might be it. Might drive me. It might away. cause you to don't, this. don't drive on like Laurel Canyon. Or, yeah. Like, oh, forget to turn here. <laughs> let's just let's just go up. Let's go. Up yeah, if you want to get better at comedy, oh, absolutely. Tape and watch yourself. Yeah, because no. it, it, it irons out a lot of bad habits real quick. Oh, it no, makes no, no. you aware. Oh well. Absolutely, because I mean, <clears throat> when I do when I do non when I do non comedy things, when I do things on stage that I don't care about, I'm much more poised. Yeah. But as soon as I start doing um, stuff that I care about, I'm nervous as fuck. Yeah. Well, I, it's, I it's your stuff. Do, yeah, exactly. It's absolutely my stuff. And but I put the you mic. With, that and leaves I you with stand. That goes with time, though. That's just like. Oh no no no! I know. Yeah. But it's funny because I, at first I was like, oh, you know, I'm comfortable. I don't really care. It's like whatever, but I do care. I really do. But for but it's a quicker transition for people who like like whatever improv guys start doing stand up. Like they get so good at stand up so quick because they're used to being a performer and doing right. comedy, making people laugh. And it's like I've seen the improv guys like within a year being like, well, he's as good as everybody yeah. else now. He's yeah. been doing stand up for a year, but he'd been doing like improv for ten years. Right, they, right. Get, they get good so quick. Well, I think I think the biggest problem with a lot of people is that fear of the stage, fear yeah. of public speaking, fear of looking like a schmuck. Not just the, your normal fear of failure. But I think it's more than a fear because it's 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 not a fear of failure. It's a fear. Of, it's, it's that fear of, of looking like a schmuck. You know, um, uh, failure comes fear, fear of failure comes later. <laughs> but uh, but yeah yeah I, that's to me it's. Um, but yeah, I have to watch. I, just to reinforce your point, I do have to watch the stuff that I do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I look twitchy. I look totally. How like are the right. comics that they're choosing on last? Guy? I, I'm I, woefully ignorant of the show, to be honest. I haven't seen any of the stuff past the. I, I saw the first episode in New York, but my my problem is is I like I was saying it's the best and the worst because 
in a lot of ways, they've yeah. addressed a lot of the drama and problems. Yeah. So it's kind of like, like, I wrote this review where I was like, hey, this show looks great. I can recommend it. You know, it's, it's awesome. And it has a bunch of funny people, and the judges are great. And, you know, it's like um, Craig Robinson does what he does. And um, it's the sec- then, the, then the New York editions, which went a lot smoother because I didn't know as many people, um, <laughs> at least from its TiVo standpoint, it went smoother. But, but my review is essentially, it's like, yeah, it's a good show. I don't have much more to say about it. So I'm sure, you know, once they made the cuts, the comics that are going to go up there are going to be, I don't know, I don't know if they're going to do anything weird. Well, the thing or is, like, that's what people are getting pissed now, is the cuts that they made. Oh, they're cutting, okay. are they cutting the people that we all like, and then... Um, in some cases... But, it, but it's one of those things that's like, it's a nationally syndicated show. Guess what? There's never going to be a last comic standing for comedy nerds, because there's not enough of us... Like, they, this is, right, they're right. casting a reality TV show. Yeah, that's the thing, it's a reality show. Like, you have to, like, oh, they want to cast someone who has a yeah. chance of winning this, who can possibly go on to a sitcom. You know, like, they take all this, like, they're not just going to leave this guy be, like, they want to, like, turn him or her into something right. else. Presumably. And you know what, like, there's lots of different types of people in this country, and uh, I don't think I'm going to hit with the Latino audience. My material, I don't think is going to go well. Like, you know, they pick... They're casting a show. They're covering their bases. They got their white guy. They got their old mom. Got their like Latino dude. Got their like black female. Like I'm just assuming like this is who they're choosing, and I've not even seen the show. But like you know, it's like the United Colors of Benetton because you got to cover. They do, yeah. No, no, they they've covered every everything as far. I mean, I haven't seen any of that. Being a white male in comedy, being a white male and everything else is great, but in comedy, doesn't I mean, it's like there's just a lot of us. Oh, you got facial hair and you wear a hoodie. Yeah. Great. <laughs> you and everyone Wait, else. Are you a Puma or a Converse? Oh, you talking about video games? <laughs> right. And how you just don't get girls? Yeah. Okay. Good luck um, with that. Were you voice? Oh, you, I, maybe you were, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, one of the UCB open mics, before they moved at the time, the, uh, the, old, the late night open mics, I saw that like the most painful open mic set. Oh, it really? So, what happened? It was so I love painful clear. <laughs> it was so clear. And it was actually a decent, it was actually. What it was, it was a decent set, but you could totally tell that this dude put his heart and soul into his five minutes of Transformer yeah. jokes. Oh. And it was just like, I just was like... Were they funny? Mm, they were good jokes. They weren't funny. It, he crafted these jokes. He wrote jokes. He wrote, he wrote, jokes. He wrote jokes. He just but failed to connect he, with the audience. Yeah, and it was just like, you could totally tell. Like, he was at Comic-Con in, like, the Transformers, like, panel. He was opening for that. Oh, he yeah. might get. He, he would have killed. He might. Yeah. He might. He might, he might have done okay. He would have. He was playing. He would have been playing with the right crowd. But it was like that. That set was just like, and you could, you could tell that it was so, like. I don't mind when I see on guys, the nose. But I, I when I see guys who like are, it's not a one open mic guy, and he did a set, and I don't mind watching guys who write jokes and aren't funny at all. I'm like, that's. Hey man, like we're I, I was right. horrifically bad. I still still I bomb plenty well to keep my, myself grounded. But I saw one guy where I was like, this guy's fucking crazy. Like you just <laughs> see that you're like, I, like if he pulled out a gun, I would have been like, I should have seen that coming. <laughs> right, right, right. Just like I mean, I can't even understand everything he's saying. And I remember the one host was like, that guy's fucking crazy. I'm like, right? He's like, yeah, like. <laughs> It's just like, I don't even know what's going on. You see some guys out there where I'm like, I don't know what's in your head right now. 
that you're trying to express. I don't want to do comedy, but the voices in my head do. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? Like, those guys, I'm like, I will watch and just wonder. I'm like, this is... Right. Well, there's... there's, there's I'm going to go where people get me. No, you won't. <laughs> yes, I have to connect. Oh yeah. gosh! Crazy, crazy! I can crazy. I can deal with and feel. I, I, I feel a certain pathos for. I feel like one of these days it's going to be like that. That you're going to open up, knock on, knock on wood. Yeah, I but I knock on 1950s South Formica, lovely table by the way. But I feel like one of these days you're going to hear like an open mic or can be like pulled out a gun and shot 24 like. Yeah. And it's going to be one of those weird things where, like, in three days, people are going to be making jokes about it. Like, you know, like, well, well at least we can get spots now. Right, right. All horrible <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, like, I have a feeling there's fucking crazy people out there, man. Yeah. Oh, I know there are. But usually it seems to me that the the, the, the crazy open micers, and I'm, I'm sure we know some of the, the regulars, um, the crazy There's open some micers. that are harmless and some that actually kind of yeah. have gotten better and I actually enjoy watching. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a couple that I'm like, hey, you know, that's kind of good. Like, well, I think what it is. There's, there's one, there's one specific dude I see all the time who's really obsessed with like very specific, very specific things, <laughs> and and he, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying we, we could talk about this off the air, I don't know. <laughs> but I know like, who you're talking. Do you know who? Do you know who I'm talking about? We've had this. Talk oh, okay, about we've it, had yeah, this yeah. talk about. <laughs> um, who's you know, and every time it's like one of those things where I fucking hate him. Gene, mm-hmm. I you can tell him and I can edit. Oh. oh, you yeah. hate it? I, I never well, I hate it. Like, I, I know it's coming. I don't hate him. I don't hate him. I know, I know it's coming. Uh, I feel sorry for him. I think he's a nice enough guy in his own oh, yeah. world. But it's just like, I, I get that. I'm, a little, uh, I'm getting a little over socially awkward people at this point in my life. Yeah. I, there's so fucking many of us yeah. in this little alternative whatever comedy scene. And I'm just like, just, you know, get it together. Yeah. Just, hello, how are you? Yeah. I'm fine. Good to see you. I'll talk to you later. It's not that hard. Well, you're just one of the, yeah. you're better, one of the first, you're one of the first people I met when I started doing you. And like, I, I feel really lucky because when I first started doing open mics, um, I met like you, I met like April Richardson. John and Zach from um, uh, Beyond Biolex mm-hmm. crew. Oh yeah, Biolex. Awesome. You know, it's like it's like I met all these like really fucking awesome, friendly, normal, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah we all have our weird things, but yeah. it's a large set. But but, but but you know, it's like it's like I don't know how how long have you been in comedy? Y'all told me seven years. So I met you when you were about four or five years in. Okay, has it really been seven years? Yeah, I mean, and seven years is a long time. Yeah, but I have this. Imp- I've always had this impression because I feel like I met you. Moved out. I've been out in LA for four or five years, and I did I did uh, comedy at like Phoenix for two, three. So yeah, about. I think it's actually holy shit. What day is it? It's uh, the third. June, July third. Yeah. Oh, this is like uh, my anniversary of moving to LA. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah. I've been out for. Five years, I guess. Yeah, I think we're coming Ryan, up on my buddy, my buddy Ryan and I drove out here yeah. over the Fourth of July weekend, which we thought would be a good idea. <laughs> it was not. Uh, the, it's like apparently every every truck was rented. We had a devil of a time renting a truck. We had to return it in downtown LA, which is where poverty where is manufactured, <laughs> where crime goes to uh, have sex with more crime, <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, and, make, and, make, and make two white guys from Phoenix it's, scared of shit. Um, so you and Ryan you McKee, partner in Not A Proposal. Oh yeah, well we moved out here, yeah, on July 3rd, and I think that was it, yeah, just, yeah, I think today's my big old anniversary of being in LA, which is kind of a... Congratulations. 
Thanks. Yeah, it was, um, you know, everybody tells you your first year out here is, like, going to be horrible. And at the time, it was hard, but I was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. And looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, that was horrible. <laughs> I was like, no money. All I did was the ha-ha cafe oh, in North Hollywood because that was the only place I knew about. Like, there was the open mic list that right, right, right. when people come now, it's like, yeah, here's where all the open mics are. Right. Like, I just knew no one. UCB opened the day we moved here. Really? Yeah, yeah. it was the day. Oh, yeah, you know what? They have been open a month. So that was the, and we didn't even know that was happening, and we so that was kind of nice because we kind of got in there early, and and uh, yeah, it was uh, it's kind of crazy looking back uh, in a weird way. I was like, man, I should have just did UCB and like. I've I, never done a show at Haha. Ha. I've never done an open mic at Haha, ha. and it's like three miles from there. It's uh, Zach and John have done stuff there, and I I I know, loved it for what it was when I did it, just because you could fail and none of it mattered. It was great. It was great to just to take go up and do the dumbest stuff and just and fail, like, fail miserably. But it was great because I got in front of people and I, I don't give a fuck. Half the comics were crazy. Like, yeah. like, like they were like the weird old woman comic who comes in and you're like, this is just sad. You pay your five bucks, you get a drink. So it was kind of shitty, but I'm like, yeah, at least I got a drink. Right. You know, and you have your beer and then you just fail. And uh, it was, and sometimes succeed. And it was, uh, it was for what it was. I'm like, I'm glad I did it. But it, I'm also glad I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. Well, we were, uh, for a while there, we were kind of batting around the idea of getting a bunch of, getting a bunch of comics and going to, like, the haha Open Mic and all of us pay five bucks and actually put on a show there. <laughs> <laughs> like, actually get up there with people who, who can tell jokes. Actually have a, have a book show. <laughs> basically, yeah, basically book our own show and then just use ha and pay five bucks to get in. That's hilarious. <laughs> I think that we're doing a show at this Open Mic? What? <laughs> what? Well, they don't know we're doing it, but we're going to do it. Because <laughs> uh, it would be awesome because then you get interspersed with <laughs> whole audience comes in. <laughs> right. Uh, this next guy isn't booked on the show. Uh, he's one of the open micers, but uh, let's give him a round of applause. <laughs> let's hear it for what you're doing again. Yeah. Yeah. Are you what? even the host? No. Come on. <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. uh, I've had, like, yeah, I mean, one time this girl was like, she was this cute girl. And, uh, well, let's just be generous. She was this cute girl. Uh, and she was hosting the, the comedy hot. She was comedy, comedy hot. hot, total camp hot. And she was hosting the open mic. And I remember she goes up on stage, and uh, and I was the first one signed up. And I was like working on my set. I was like, oh, it's awesome time because she's gonna warm them up. And she goes, hi, welcome to the Haha ha Open Mic. Your first comic to the stage is Rob Ron Babcock, and it was just like. And then as soon as I was done eating, eating shit like it was my job. She goes up and Ding does her act. And what? I was like, what? Oh. You know, like, you're the host. And she's like, I don't want to go first. And I'm like, oh, oh God. That's your job. And then, it, yeah, it was just, that, that was one of the last times I went where I was like. You're supposed to take the bullet. And she would, uh, she, they were booking a show from the open mic. And I was so pissed that she, and I went with my buddy. And she went to my buddy Ryan and was like, you were really funny. I want you to come and do the book show, which of course was a fan base show. We had to bring five fans. It's not a bring. No, 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 Gene. Oh, it's I not see. a bringer. It's a fan base oh, show. You have to bring your fans because we all have fans when we just start doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so 
And I remember, no. I, for whatever reason, I was like, I don't want to do the show, but I want to. I, I need really to be screaming. asked. I need to be like validated. Yeah, and so I kept going back on the day she hosted. It was like a Thursday, and I remember signing up. And I remember like trying so hard. <laughs> and actually, the one time, like, hey, for an open mic set, like I was like, I fucking did pretty good. <laughs> and I sat down, and she came over, and I was like, here it comes, time to be invited. <laughs> and I, I remember she was like, do you have a pen? I'm like, yeah, here's my pen. Thank you. And I'm like, God <laughs> damn! Like, yeah. I'm not a, You're not going to use that pen to write She was like a bad <laughs> comedian. Like, she was, well, she was beginning, you right. know, and everybody's bad. But I don't want to just totally, maybe she got funny. Guarantee you she's not doing it anymore. But <laughs> I, I was so pissed that I could not get invited. I've been doing comedy for like three and a half years. I could not get invited to do a fan based show. <laughs> not at a haha cafe in uh, North Hollywood. A fan based show. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> probably the funniest thing to come out of the haha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fan based show. Yeah. Um, my, my open mic, this is my open mic story that, that made me absolutely. I, I, I love this, and it's one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me personally. Might have some of you guys, but. Um, I did. I did um, uh, Van Sanders show. Mm-hmm. Oh, Westwood Bruco. Westwood Bruco. Yeah, great And um, yeah, and we got there and I did okay. And um, and uh, there was this other, there was this dude there who who did horrible, horrible set. Absolutely, just like you know, train wreck. Train. <laughs> yeah. At, well, like like if you like if you put a train on a cargo plane oh. and then drop the. Was he doing like super racist massage? No, it wasn't racist. Stuff? No, no, it was. It, they were just bad. They were bad. They were like grandpa jokes. He was doing grandpa jokes. Um, all of his set. Well, he's an older guy too. So, um, just doing that kind of old style of like, yep, yep, set up punch kind of. Kind of set up punch, but but you, it was weird. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, I can try to remember trying to remember the guy's name. Um, but anyway, I'll tell you that later if I can remember. But but yeah, it was set up punch, but it was it also bad, really bad puns, and just like it was totally like listening to your grandpa telling jokes, which is hilarious when you're like four. But when you're like in your thirties, not so hilarious. And um, usually you're drunk around your grandpa, so that's why. It's <laughs> yeah, because it's like a family gathering. Yeah, totally. Here, have a sip of my beer. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, yeah, uh, whatever, grandpa. <laughs> Just keep the beer coming. <laughs> <laughs> beer, me, grandpa. Yeah. But uh, so I did my set, and I had a joke. I had some stupid throwaway joke about uh, what you know with the chilies, and I got food poisoning. Or I got I got what I always get at chilies. I got the shits, and the mm-hmm. probably good. And he comes up to me with a note afterwards. If you want to make this clean, I, ha- I still have the note. I still have the index card that he wrote it down. Oh, he, he, he gave me a note on my joke. Uh, you know, instead of, instead of saying you have the shits, say I got food poisoning if I wanted to work clean. And <laughs> it was like, it was like, I just, you know, I like this is a moment where I could say, Hey, thanks, man. I said, hey, thank you. You know what? Thanks for the note. That's I was great. You were, you were listening. <laughs> and I shook his hand. I still have I still have my desk. I should pull it out of the binder. I I I that's how I used to get by with uh, when I first moved to LA. The, co- the comedians were like, because I knew the ones in Phoenix. And, right, right. You know, we're all at different levels. But, I mean, because you just get purely crazy people whenever you go to a big scene, mm-hmm. I would just sit and open my notebook and just write punchlines for people who didn't have mm-hmm. jokes and I wouldn't I, I just I just would the, the act of just writing down punchlines yep. and then the, you know 
And then rarely would I ever, like, actually go up to them and be like, hey, I thought of something. Like, if I knew the person, they were my friend, I right. might be like, oh, hey, you know, throw a tag out. I would write. Which I, I found out most people actually do not appreciate or like at all. What I would do, because I, I would just never, hilarious, I would never think like, You're crazy. You could use this. <laughs> I would never think of doing that. But what I did do was I wrote, um, I wrote banter to come up to stage with. Mm-hmm. So, like, if somebody did a clan joke, I would be like, you know, I would have something, like, ready to Boys go. yourself to, like... Yeah, I would have something ready to go that was top to, to do a callback. Yeah. I never thought of, I never thought of doing... I just always had the only way I just was like, oh, I need to get through this. And my buddies and I would, like, trade jokes that we'd write off other people's jokes and see which one had the better, right, right, right. shittier joke. Better. <laughs> the shitty person's joke. Good <laughs> stuff, guys. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyone out there still with us? <laughs> We've gotten some good feedback. I, I, I don't yeah. know if you've gotten any feedback on the shows. No. Um, gotten a couple DMs and stuff on Twitter. Oh, good. About people yeah. the thing. Yeah. More like BMs. That is a cleaner version of that. Uh, yeah, that uh, is. Uh, I get the, the BMs. Oh, God. <laughs> that would actually be kind of even better than BMs. <laughs> Who says BM anymore? Is anybody <laughs> an X card? Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, my family's the same. Well, hey, man, thanks for, thanks for being here. Well, was, thank you. Was, I, had a, a, I had a wonderful time. I think we got a lot of work done. Yeah. Uh, I think you understand where I'm coming from the World Cup. Um, I understand your archaeology background. That's right. Talked a little bit about ladies. The ladies. Which is always a hot topic of conversation among frustrated men. <laughs> So yeah, I think because uh, it's a big it was very very fun. Yeah, um, I just want to let the audience know you can is it rondbabcock.com or heyron.com? Yeah, heyron.com is in like hey, is in like hey, h e y r o n dot com. And this was the hey, h a y. Everybody says heyron. I'm like, oh, it's hey. Oh god, yeah, it's heyron, like h e y r o n, and then like you like you're a feed like you're a feed supplier. Yeah, heyron, go to heyron. Uh, and I get heyronblog.com where I update a blog daily. Yeah. You can see um, some great videos on there. You can see Ron's recent interview with Betty White of Cotton Cleveland. Oh, hey, yeah. You know what? That's what I wanted to mention. So yeah. I saw that uh, you posted the, the red carpet interview where you uh, made out with a football player. Yeah, Michael Irvin. <laughs> How was that? Um... Not to make it up, are you? Magical. That seemed like a cool game. It was fun. I, got, I had to get one for Asylum.com, which is kind of like a site for guys. And uh, <laughs> I went to the Spike TV Guys Choice Awards, which is an award show for guys, where they have like all these like, who's the decade of hotness? Like, these, like you know, just, okay. Yeah, we get it. Guys like hot girls, but they have this red carpet. It's kind of embarrassing, though. The the whole that's that's it seems very extra pander. I guess maybe their target it audience is the definition of pander. <laughs> I guess their target audience might not know how to spell pander. They have a award show with like sharks in the background and time because <laughs> <laughs> they, they really? literally had sharks because it's guys. We don't know what it's like being a guy. We just uh, wanna, we just want to eat shark meat. <laughs> <laughs> See. While you're fucking the show. See, see videos. Is the girl shark? Because I'm going to suck it while I eat it. It's just, it was so, so the whole thing was for alpha males, and I, if anyone knows me, I'm not very alpha-y. So my whole bit was that I was going to go undercover, and I went from my hoodie and hat to a a wife beater and these glasses. Both Sweet of which, aviator glasses. B- both of which I borrowed from a girl. <laughs> I borrowed her small top, uh, and, I, and I got to interview a bunch of 
interesting people. Like, and some of the people were like, I couldn't give a crap about. I was like, who are you? But like, you know, but then like Ozzy Osbourne was there. Like, um, yeah, that's super. And uh, like, you know, Sean White and people. I was like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. You, you only get to talk to him for a minute. You got Carrot Top's daughter. Uh, I did. <laughs> uh, and it was it was fun, and I think it, it turned out pretty funny. There's some funny lines in it, so. They no, gave us free pizza afterwards. Woo! Was it extreme pizza? Uh, no, not extreme. But it was guy pizza. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's on heyronblog.com if you want to see it. Yeah. And then, uh, because the more hits they get, the more uh, they use me for future stuff. So. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. Well, you're a funny, funny guy. I hope that uh, show works out for you at the Yakult Hut. Thanks very much, man. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> got a late show on 10 for all service members getting free, so thanks for supporting America. Make sure you're coming out. It's the 4th of July weekend. Remember, we're going to have our big uh, tailgate party. <laughs> you drop in some sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> the Boner Patrol is going to be out this weekend. The Boner Patrol? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's right, because we're on, uh, we're on Z-Bone. Hot girls on Segways. Check the CBS Boner. <laughs> Make sure to come on down to the mall at Sherwood Forest Mall. Hang out with us. Say hi. I'm Squeaky. This is Beagle. And that's the Doozer. That's right. Coming up on the top of the hour, we're going to have our uh, weather report and traffic. You should yeah. host a whole show like that. Well, see, that's what I'm thinking. That's that the other podcast is totally doing. I love it. I love zoo. it. We can do entire morning zoo. You got a great, you got a great morning zoo voice. Ah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if it was a compliment either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. More of an observation. Yeah, More of a sad right. observation. You can subscribe to Shaky Town Radio on iTunes. Simply search for Shaky Town Radio. You can visit our constantly updated blog at shakytownradio.com. Our Facebook fan page link can be found there, or you can simply go to facebook.com slash shakytownradio. Our Twitter address is at shakytownradio. Our email address is shakytownradio at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail at 6666shake or 6666674253. That's the same number. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, this, is going up, this is going up Monday, so. Mm, let's see. I think I'm doing Tiger Lily in a, while, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, on Monday, July 12th at 8 There you go. There you go. I want to plug that. We have to also, you know, we, we need to mention at some point the fact that uh, Comedy Garage happens a block from my house and I've never been. Oh my God, you gotta go. It's so much fun. I know, I know. It's but so now fun. it's kind of like, now it's kind of like, it's like, I always say maybe on the invites and I never. Oh, it's so fun. I can hear it. When I'm sitting outside like writing, I can, I can totally Go down and just go down for a beer and hang out. It's so I, fun. I've, you know, I've, I've about three different times, I've, because my, my liquor cabinet is just like overflowing from like the various parties that I've had and never people drink. And I've, I've oftentimes thought of just grabbing a couple bottles, going over there, dropping them off, and just coming back out. No, no, no. You say it's really a fun time. I've heard, you know, and I love all I love it. I, I'm at the point now where if I miss it, I kind of get pissed. And I have to, like, miss it sometimes because of, like, other shows yeah, yeah. or, like, I just, like, uh, the last time I was actually bummed to miss it. But it's, I try and go, like, I try yeah. to hit it up more often than not. I usually do pretty good. I usually hit every, like, w- at least one out of every three. At least. Usually two out of three. Yeah, no, well, it's, I, I like everybody. It's one of my favorite here. shows in L.A. Yeah. One of the best totally. shows out here. Comedy Garage. Once a month. Third Saturday. Yeah. Google it. Google it. <laughs> Facebook it, actually, on Facebook. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you for having me. I had a wonderful time. Yeah. yeah. It's been, been great. Till next time, I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. And I'm Gene George. And I'm Ron Babcock, and I am fan-based. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.